What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Friday, January 26th, 20 and 24, and the Buck and I are with you for the next two hours. On today's show, Texas has itself a new defensive line coach. We'll talk about Kenny Baker and what he brings to the Longhorns. Plus, Texas basketball back on the road tomorrow in Provo, taking on BYU. Nothing good ever happens in Provo. We'll preview that game and see if the Longhorns can uh, up that win streak to three. We'll, of course, talk some NFL playoffs two days away from Conference Championship Sunday. We'll give our thoughts on the Chiefs, Ravens, and the Lions and 49ers. The NFL head coaching carousel continues to turn. A couple of hires made yesterday. We've got a wild gambling story in the world of football that we have to talk about. And, of course, we'll have plenty of fun over the course of the next couple of hours. We are jam-packed. Buck, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, BK. It looks like it's going to be a little wet later on today. So be prepared for some rain later on in the day. And then from that point on, you should have a pretty nice weekend and leading into next week with some decent weather without rain in sight. But you're going to get some later on today. Now, you're going to get some fog this morning, which feels like I've had fog for the last two weeks. I've been living in London, and it's been foggy. I mean, it's it's been foggy enough that I've actually gone gone from where I am in Dripping Springs trying to head north in Austin and turned around and said, no, not today. Maybe it'll get better tomorrow. But the fog, the fog is out there this morning, so... A little weather advisory for folks out there. Be careful, especially like on I-35 and the, and the major roads where people are, you know, look for them. You see a lot of blinking and, and breaking lights because it is foggy out this morning. That's going to lift. That's not going to lift till about 10, 30, 11 o'clock today. So that's going to be with us most of the morning. Sorry about that rain thing. Yeah, I've got to call you out for that because you're supposed to be the weatherman on this program and on this network. And rain man. Yeah. Look, we talked yesterday. We did a show. We talked a couple of times after the show. There was never any mention of a chance of rain today. This is the so day of forecast. So what do I do? I go book a tea time this afternoon. I'm trying to go play golf for the first time in a while. And then all of a sudden we start talking before the show this morning. And you're telling me there's a chance of rain this afternoon. Yeah. What do I pay you for? You're the weather guy. You yeah. can't even tell me that when it's going to rain, what's going on here, man? Well, I mean, you should have played yesterday. How's that sound? Why did? Why are you telling me this today? That doesn't help me. Yeah, it's going to be, oh, you're playing Muni anyway. You don't care. You can go slosh in there with your <laughs> flip-flops on. What do you care? Your cut-off shorts? You ain't mm. caring today. Hey, your pull cart. Come on. Oh, I ain't doing a pull cart. They better have an actual golf cart there. I'm not playing. Yeah, and it's going to be cart path only. Uh, That's geez. great. Oh, there's that my workout. Be, yeah, it's it's going to be – it'll be messy. It'll be a little messy. But then tomorrow when you want to sleep, sun will be out. You'll be ready to go while you're asleep. Yep. Of course, when I am not playing golf, the weather will be perfect. But Yes. When I am out there on the course. And that's the worst when you start around and then it just starts raining. Oh, like, I can't do it. I just, I, I want to just quit. I, I don't do rain. I don't do rain and cold. I can do 150 degrees. I seem to be out there when it's time to pass out. 
I just don't do anything below 60. It sucks. And any form of rain, whether it's hot or cold, I hate playing golf in the rain. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll monitor the forecast as the day goes on uh, and see what it looks like. It'll be later. It'll be in the 4 o'clock. It'll be in the let's time to get home area. It'll be after just about when you hit nine holes. Yeah, I mean. And you're ready to really go for that second nine. uh, Stop for the beer and stay for the beer. Stay off at 2.30. So everyone's like, oh, it's not going to rain until this afternoon. Well, that's the problem. That is this afternoon. That's when I'm out there, so we'll see. Yeah, it, it'll, it's 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 going to be messy. But this morning, for the for people that are traveling around, and after the show, I like to jump in my car and go do a bunch of things. It's that's not that. Hopefully, that fog will have lifted. But it's it doesn't look foggy out there. Where, I mean, for me, yesterday by afternoon here, later in the afternoon, it was foggy and you couldn't see anything out this way. Mm-hmm. But it's like that. It's just been like that in the mornings. But yesterday was was yesterday evening. And yeah. we did get a little bit of rain last night, so but you're gonna get some it's that annoying rain too, you know, that downpour stops, another downpour, twenty minutes, stops, downpour half hour. I mean it's it's it, it's an, it's annoying. Good morning to the soldiers at Port Cabasas, Texas, and soldiers in the state of Texas and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. We do appreciate it. Please do be careful out there. Yes, indeed. And happy Friday to everybody tuning in this morning. Happy We've got a couple of, couple of comments on your appearance before we really dive into the big sports topics of the no day. Uh, yeah, CB says, no hat this morning. What's going on? Shaved my head last night. What is I there to shave? Got it, I got it done. Got a little shave going on, you know. So it's clean. I wanted to leave it clean, show you that I do have a head and not just a hat. So I went with it. Your hair looks the exact same today as it did yesterday. It you does, had none. Yeah, you had none yesterday and you have none today. Yeah, I mean, it's been that way for like the last 10 years. <laughs> what are you shaving your head for? No, I get those little little hairs that pop out of there where it looks like I have that big donut in the back and hairs coming all over the side of it, you know. It's like mm. a cul-de-sac back there. Okay. But my wife has been asking me, go ahead and grow it. Let's see what it looks like with it all out, like George Jefferson coming out. This I'm like, no, that's oh. not happening. I got to a point, once I started to look like my dad and I started losing my hair, I said, okay, you're going to look like your dad because we all do eventually in the end. But I don't need the cul-de-sac. I just, once I, once I got used to my noggin being bald, I never even thought about it. No hair, you know, hair club for men, none of that shit. Just goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> You're telling me you could look like this if you let your hair grow out for a bit? I wouldn't have that little thing even in the middle there. It would just go back to where it's just, yeah, I could I could do that. Oh, would you know, it be I'm more not, George Jefferson or more George Costanza? More George Costanza. I'm not doing that right there. Oh, my God. You've got to do that. No, I don't. That's a bad bit. No. Oh, that's a great bit. That's good for content for us right oh, there. No, no, no. Me going bald just is, is a good thing. And I'm letting my I'm letting my scalp breathe today. There you go. Let me pull up a Costanza picture. Is this is this what yeah, you can that's do? A, yeah, that's more like it right there. That thing would go smooth up to the back. You have that shirt. You have that shirt too? I don't have that. That's a <laughs> WNBA shirt. No, thank you. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Hey, I've got to show you something. Now, I think you've already seen this because last night 
you were watching women's college basketball. I watched like eight minutes, yes. There was a big game in the SEC with number one South Carolina in Baton Rouge taking on LSU. And here's your girl, Kim Mulkey, walking yeah. out onto the court for the first time. There's the get-up last night. How about a sponsored jacket? Now, I've seen that jacket. She's added that sponsorship on the side there. Yeah, there's a Coca-Cola sponsor on, like, the right side of her jacket. It's a tiger jacket. It looks pretty badass. You need you need Big Hat or you need Olipop. That Coca-Cola is no good for you there, Kimmy. She's looking uh, fine, though. Look at her. Look at her. Look at that mop on her head. Wow. God, she looks terrifying, dude. <laughs> Scary as ever, huh? Oh my gosh! Yep, she. Where's uh, she walking right by her son? She's going over to the opposing coach in that getup. Yeah. Hey she, there. Hey coach, have a coke. Hey Don Staley, you want to fight after the game? Have a Coca Cola before the game. Oh my gosh! There's your girl. Then they got night. beat. Then they, they got, got beat. beat. Most people do get beat by South Carolina. Yes. Uh, Don Staley's done an amazing job there, and they're number one and undefeated again in women's college hoops. But I figured you'd get a kick out of seeing yeah, your girl Kim Mulkey in the sponsored jacket taking the court last night. What the? What is this? I don't know. She's clapping for herself. It's all about her, which it should be. Yeah. yeah. That's what the world is all about. It's all about her. She's still your hall pass? She's still my hall pass. Whether it's a hall pass or not, I'll take it. That's mm -hmm. right. Oh, you don't care what your wife says about that. That's mine right there. <laughs> you don't care if she gives you the green light. You're in on that. I got the green light on that. I'm getting, I'm taking the green light on that. Oh my you just gosh. see her mane. It's like a big lioness. That thing, that big blonde mane. I did think it was, look at it. Dude, I would rather be face to face with a lion in a dark alley. You'd better be with the farter on the airplane than that right there. That's for sure. I got a better chance of surviving against that lion than I do against <laughs> Cruella Mulkey. Cruella. That's not a nice name. Come on. It's Dwayne. She scares the shit out of me, dude. I'm telling you. I'm like, I'm terrified just watching that video over. I watched eight over. minutes. Eight minutes was plenty. I just, I, you know, you know I have not ever. Watched a full women's basketball game. National ever? Ever. Ever. Really? Oh, never. Man. Never going to happen. Ever. Okay. Thanks for your support of Title IX, Coach. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did a I did an ESPN Title IX deal for ESPN, and I'm all about Title IX. I'm just not about women's basketball. I'm, again, I'm all up in the track and the volleyball, and I just – there's just something about it that – you know, they're still tripping and falling over each other at times. It's gotten better, yes. I mean, I've gone from five minutes to eight minutes. I don't know what do you want from me, but it's just it's a it's a it's a different game. Oh, of course. You know, cool. really, really different game. Yeah. And when people start talking about fundamentals, I don't even want to hear about that shit. I'm looking for some crazy athleticism. And you get maybe two women or three to me that are just freakish when it comes to athletics athleticism in that game and I the rest of it is still like a free-for-all like a CYO league deal for me I just sorry that's yeah. just the way I feel about it. I mean it's not I'm not trying to be cruel it's just the way I see it when I watch it hey you're like the majority of basketball fans out there you prefer the men's game over the women's yeah, game I do yeah. I've watched uh, multiple full women's college basketball games but 
Yeah, I'm way more prone to watching full men's college basketball games. Yes. So teach their own. Uh, the Longhorns have a good team this year. They did lose to Oklahoma a couple of days ago when we played Vic Schaefer's comments yesterday. He was pissed about that. Or was he ever? But uh, Texas having a good year, and you know, women's college basketball is going on. Get ready for selection Monday. And it's growing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It is indeed. It is indeed. Uh, no WNBA show from you and Zay. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Maybe the no, Gum Bros. No. Maybe Trey and Zay will do a WNBA. No, oh, the Gum Bros will do it for sure. <laughs> oh my God! All right, let's. They get their little spanks on and they can go do it. Yeah, those oh, dudes, those geez. two bros, those two bros. Hey, thank you to um, Rose Haven and, and Christy Seguin yesterday. Man, did I load up on some of the some of the great food that she had over there yesterday? I took you know I took a box over to the golf course and gave it to some of the dudes I played with. But man, I had that blueberry. Um, I think it was a blueberry sausage. Yeah. Wow, was that good? Yeah. Man. They're not messing around over there. I spent like fifty yeah, bucks man. on stuff after our show. I mean, I couldn't decide what I wanted, so I just got like one of got every one of everything. Ah, delicious, so good. Yep, they're open today. They're open tomorrow. Every Thursday to Saturday, you can go get your breakfast at Rose Haven Bakery and Venue. It's off of two ninety, right by the old Nutty Brown. Uh, just fantastic. Christy is one of our best friends. We love her. She supported us from day one and she's you know, supported both of us as people for a long, yeah. long time. She'll be and, at the mullet open. She'll be there with her breakfast there. Yep. She's uh, May 10th. The queen of dessert as uh, our guy wow. Tom McKay calls her. She really is the queen of dessert, but also makes a pretty banging breakfast too. So um, yeah, go out for Great kolaches, great biscuits. Oh, so buttery. Those biscuits, incredible. I missed and, out on the sausage, the biscuits and sausage. I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. get one of the ones that looked like hamburgers. Oh man. I, I got a lot of I said, is that a hamburger or is that a sausage and biscuit? It looked the biscuit was so big. Yeah, ginormous, but uh, fantastic. So yeah, fun show yesterday morning. Shout out to everybody who came out to see us. Oh yeah. I saw, I saw our guy Grant already in the comments this morning. Grant was out there hanging for a while. So appreciate you, Grant. And uh, yeah, go support Christy and go support all of our great sponsors here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Okay, Buck. So we got some Texas football news to talk about. This dropped middle of the day yesterday, but definitely after 10 o'clock when you and I were done with our show. So we got a little dance move going on from you today. Happy Friday. See Jeter back there in the background? He danced. He moved when I move. I did not when see I move, that. move, you move. When I yep. shake, you shake. That's what Jeter does. Okay. Yeah, no, he looks like he's pretty stagnant to me. <laughs> Still in that pose? Yeah, he is a figurine. That guy hasn't moved in a long time. You should go check <laughs> on him, make sure he's okay. Uh, the I love the dad. news. Texas has itself a new defensive line coach. Of course, Bo Davis left for LSU. Speaking of LSU, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Steve Sarkeesian has been interviewing a number of different folks over the last couple of weeks to try to fill that void. And the Longhorns have now made a hire. He is Kenny Baker. He was the assistant defensive line coach for the Miami Dolphins this past season. Was only in Miami for one year. Before that, spent 11 years in college football at three different universities, started at Mercer, then took a job at Chattanooga, and his last college job was at Western Kentucky before, once again, taking that gig in the NFL. So Kenny Baker, 37 years old, has some college experience, has some NFL experience. We'll get to some of the uh, quote-unquote accolades of what he's done to this point in his coaching career, but 
Early thoughts, Buck, as the Longhorns have themselves a new D-line coach. Well, he's coaching the NFL. Even although he was an assistant to the assistant, that's fine. From that point on, he's been at basketball colleges. So, Mercer. Mercer plays football? I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, I don't I think basketball school. Mercer Mercer's most known for beating Duke in the NCAA tournament one time as a 15 seed. Um, they're in Georgia, very small school, not an FBS college football program, mm -hmm. but he worked his way up. I mean, like Chattanooga's not great, but that's right. a step up from Mercer. Western Kentucky, not great, but that's a step up from Chattanooga. And, you know, he was thought of highly enough to get a gig in the NFL. Once again, it wasn't a D-line coaching gig. It was an assist. Yeah, if you... If you and end up as an, even an assistant, as an assistant uh, defensive line coach in Miami, which Miami had a pretty good defense. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. And so Sarg mustn't know a lot of, about his background. I mean, I don't, I mean, he's, I don't know if you can call him one of the best, but obviously he's found a way to work himself up from, you know, places like Western Kentucky, Chattanooga, and Mercer to the NFL. So they must think highly of him because every, yeah. every step he's made has been an upward move. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those trust Sark hires, right? Yes. Like you compare the resume of Kenny Baker to the resume of Bo Davis, and there's not a lot to compare. But, you know, Steve Sarkeesian has nailed just about every single hire sure. that he's made since getting here. Honestly, the one mistake that Sark has made on his coaching staff to this point was retaining Andre Coleman from Tom Herman's staff. Right? Yes. Coleman was the receiver's coach in Tom Herman's last year in 2020. Steve Sarkeesian, I think, went after a couple of other guys but couldn't hire anybody, so he decided to keep Andre Coleman around for his first year, and uh, it was not good. I mean, Andre Coleman just didn't do a good job here at all. But, you know, Sark replaced him. Obviously, Chris Jackson, who was the wide receivers coach this past season, did a phenomenal job at Texas. Uh, and Sark's pretty much been able to keep the rest of his staff yes, he from has. year one, which goes to show you that he did a good job with his initial hire. So, yeah, I think uh, Texas fans should give Sark the benefit of the doubt with this hire. Not the biggest name in the world, not the most impressive resume in the world. This is one of those that, okay, your coach has gotten these right way more often than not. You like to assume that he's going to get this one right too. Yeah, and give a 37-year-old guy an opportunity to coach at this level is, is, is fabulous. Give him the reins of the defensive line, you know, along with the defensive coordinator. I think this, it should work out. I mean, yeah. just get the players. Sure. Sure. Yeah, recruiting, I think, is a big part of this. And I always prefer the younger coaches. Absolutely. In that regard, over the older coaches, right? It just feels easier to oh, recruit yeah. when you're closer in age to the guys that you were trying to recruit with, right? These days, more, for sure. Yeah, you just have more in common. And there's more you can talk about with them. And they're going to understand your lingo, your references, and all of that. And it's, it's a little weird to be uh, have a 60-year-old dude in your house just hanging out with you unless for a he's while. The head, unless he's the head dude. Sure, 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 sure. So, yeah, you talked about the Dolphins D-line. Once again, I don't know how much stock you put into the Dolphins D-line when we're talking about an assistant defensive line coach, but Miami finished third in the league in sacks this year behind only Baltimore and Kansas City. Uh, they were seventh in the NFL against the run this season, too. Like, there was some definite development. Christian Wilkins went from three and a half sacks last year to nine and a half sacks this year. Okay, so let me answer this, BK. Let me get – let me. Let me get this straight. When you say, was he the assistant, was he the line 
defensive line coach himself or did he assist with with the dude that was he, the line coach? Yeah, he was an assistant defensive line coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. He assists with the with the guy who was the line coach. Yes, that is okay. what an assistant is. Okay. Well, I mean, when you say assistant, I mean when you say the wide receiver coach and you say he's just an he's an assistant coach. I didn't think there was two of them. So there was two defensive line coaches. Yeah, every every NFL team has an assistant to the assistant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So no, he was not a position coach, which Okay. You know, that's uh I guess if you want to question that, you can. Uh, but no, not the head defensive line coach in Miami. Okay. So that's once again, it's hard to know exactly how much stock you could put into the success that the Dolphins had up front defensively, right? How much credit? Yeah, this is an opportunity there. job for this guy at a huge at a huge university. Sure, that's, it, that's like you said. You're just taking Sark's word that he knows enough about this cat. So yeah, I mean, it, like, but Sark Sark didn't hire Kenny Baker to give him an opportunity, right? Like Sark needs to win. He's trying yes. to win. So this is not like, uh, ah, dude, I'll give you a shot. Here you no, go. This is, he's coming on good references, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is Sark. Like, maybe Sark tried a couple of other guys. You know, Roderick Wright, the lifetime yeah. Longhorn, was rumored to be in the mix for this gig for a while. Uh, he was the assistant D-line coach for the Texans this past okay. year. The Texans actually just parted ways with their main defensive line coach, Jock Cesare. A couple of days ago so the belief is that rod wright might be elevated he might be the d-line coach for the texans so that no reason for him to move anywhere exactly that could be why it fell through nothing official yet for the texans in terms of announcing rod wright as their new d-line coach but uh the writing could be on the wall for why rod wright is not coming to texas so what a great uh, opportunity for Roger Wright there now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. Getting to coach up Will Anderson and uh we'll see if they re-sign John Grenard down in H Town, but some of the other studs that the Texans have on that young defense. That's fabulous, man, for him. Good opportunity for him. But uh yeah, so maybe it was a pivot, right? Texas maybe had to change sure. its plan after that news came down in Houston. Plus yeah. you want to get going, I mean, you're getting ready to do winter workouts. You want you to have your defensive line coach here, you know, when that stuff starts for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, look, Sark's got a big Rolodex. He's got a lot of connections across college football and the NFL. I do wonder where the uh, Kenny Baker connect comes in. Uh, you know, maybe he's got some sort of relationship with Mike McDaniel, him being mm -hmm. Steve Sarkeesian, but you know, they never really crossed paths. So I don't know exactly uh, how this all came to be. But, yeah, I, I trust Sark. And I think the best thing that Kenny Baker has done – as a defensive line coach, either in college or pro, is he developed a guy at Western Kentucky by the name of D'Angelo Malone into a third-round pick. He was the Conference USA Player of the Year in 2022, and he was also a third-round pick in the NFL that year, too. So Still playing? Still playing in the league. That's pretty good. I mean, you help develop a guy into any conference player of the year, but that's a good sign. You turn somebody from Western Kentucky into a day two draft pick. Like, that doesn't happen all that often. So uh, that's probably, like, the most tangible sign of development that you can point to for Kenny Baker. Uh, his defense, or the defense at Western Kentucky was pretty good the last couple of seasons that he was there. But once again, he was not the coordinator, so it's uh, how much credit does he get for that? But, yeah, the fact that he had a guy in his position group turn into the conference player of the year in a third round pick at a school like Western Kentucky. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, well, all you can do as a fan of, of the team is just trust the head coach, and he's made some really good decisions because other than that, you just have to wait and see what kind of coach this guy is because you've got enough to have some doubts. You know, yeah. you, you got tons to have some doubts. You could have waited. You could have waited out. Even some of these NFL teams, you know, with guys who who actually are defensive line coaches, they're probably better defensive line coaches in college football that you may have been able to talk away. But there's something about this guy that the head coach likes, so you just got to go with it. He fits. Yep. He fits with the rest of the staff. He's a young guy, at 37. So there's there's got to be a lot of pluses. You know, I don't I don't know what the minuses are. I mean, hell, you just got through coaching in the NFL. Doesn't seem to be many minuses about that deal. But uh, there'll there'll be those that'll say they could have done better. You know, but you don't know that until you see what the what kind of the results are. So just yeah. got to trust in the head coach. Yeah, the biggest minus is that he's not Bo Davis, right? Yes. Like, that sucks. We realized how big of a loss Bo Davis could be, and Texas actually lost. defensive line coach at Michigan or somebody like that that yeah. you know that's been good. So that's that's the only thing you say. You just don't know enough about him. Yeah, yeah, that's it, right? He's not the guy you had before who you knew a lot about. He knew right. He was really, really good, and yeah, he's not the biggest name D-line coach out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Chip? put together an article for Horns 24-7, and he interviewed a coach who has worked with Baker before. And he said, quote, just a great developer of talent. He's going to be very precise. He's going to be technical. I think the talent development is the biggest piece with him. That's what they got, an elite developer of talent and an elite teacher. And he's a monster on the recruiting trail, nonstop. There he's you got go. the right, right connections in the Southeast being from Georgia. So... And that helps. By the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of this is recruiting. Once again, young guy from the South, got connections. It helps that you've coached in the NFL because anybody who signs to play football at the University of Texas has aspirations mm -hmm. of playing on Sundays. So, yeah, I think there's a great chance that this turns out to be a great hire. But it's just, yeah, you don't, you don't know. We'll wait and see how it goes. Um, but it's a tough job. I mean, the good news is Texas has some talent in that D-line room, right? You look at the guys coming back. You've got you know, four key players from last year's team all coming back. That's right. Start on that defensive front with Ethan Burke, with Baron Sorrell on the edge, with Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton, a couple of five-year guys in the middle. Yeah, if you can get Alfred Collins to be something special, then now you know you're worth your salt for sure. Yeah, that's a great point, Buck. I mean, there's an opportunity right there because Alfred Absolutely. Collins, the former five-star, that guy is built like a Greek god. I mean, he looks like an NFL player. We just mm -hmm. haven't seen him consistently play like an NFL player, if Kenny Baker is able to unlock the full potential of that yeah, dude, yeah, oh yeah, that's a great way to make a great first impression. For sure. And, and then you know Anthony Hill could be coming off the edge. Obviously, Colin Simmons, the five star from Duncanville, coming into play edge here too. So there's pieces, there's talent in that group, even without Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy next year. So it's not like you know Kenny Baker is going to have nothing to work with. Like your expectations as a Texas fan for this D-line should be pretty high, even though Bo Davis isn't here. Uh, so Kenny Baker, he's, he's going to be expected to hit the ground running, both in terms of development no and doubt. recruiting, too. No doubt. Now, yeah, their expectations are going to still be very, very high with the guys that they have coming back because they all have played and played a substantial amount of downs. So, no, they can't take – they that's the position that can't fall back because that's the one that will really, really hurt you if they do going into this conference. And if, if your lines of scrimmage all of a sudden become weak on one side or the other, that's that's a problem in the SEC. Yep. 
Agreed, 100%. And look, it's, it's no coincidence that Texas's best year in the last 15 or so seasons came when it had the best offensive and defensive mm-hmm. line play that right. it's had in that stretch. Like, it doesn't matter what conference you're in, but especially in the SEC, yes. you better have uh, those big bodies up front who can make some things happen. Texas had that last year. It's why they beat an SEC team on the road. It's why they won the Big 12 and made it to the college football playoff. They've got four starters back on the offensive line. They got some key contributors back on the defensive line. Uh, those groups should be just as good, if not even a li- little better, especially on the O line. Yeah. Oh, and there's no doubt that group together now for four. Well, this will be the third year together. That'll be that's awesome. Yeah, for a lot of those guys on the offensive Man. line. Yep. Yep. And uh, you feel good about Kyle Flood as this team's offensive line coach, and that group took a little bit of a step this year. You'd like to think they could take an even bigger one. And do we say Jake Majors is returning for his 19th season? Oh, come on, man. Oh, okay, a full six. No, he's, he's only a year four guy. He's just started every year, so it yeah, feels like he's been here forever. But, no, he is coming back. The only guy who's leaving is the right tackle, Christian Jones. Yeah, you can cover that up somehow. Yeah, he had a good year, but yeah, that Washington game was not good. For no, him. no, he got a little softer as it went along, as it got deep into the season. Yeah. Yeah, he was going up against uh, Braylon Trice, who might be a first-round pick in April. And Trice had his number, unfortunately, on January. ever. Yes, he yeah. did. And stunk. So Yeah, he was having his rental apartment. He had his apartment in that dude's mind that game. Mm, right, from the game right. right from the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, not a great final game of tape for Christian Jones. I still think he'll get drafted somewhere on day three. Um, but, yeah. Big guy, okay. big guy's hard to come by. Maybe it's his time to shine on the O-line. So they've recruited well there. Uh, they should be okay there. And like you said, they need to be okay there if they yes, want to compete in the SEC in no, year one. No doubt, man. Uh, all right. So we'll uh, we'll get back into some Texas football here in a minute. We got Texas basketball to talk about. Obviously, the NFL playoffs pick back up on Sunday. Just three games left in the NFL. Uh, we'll weigh in on two of them, of course, coming up this weekend. The NFL at Coaching Carousel. Plenty more to talk about, but first, Buck, some love to some of our great sponsors. Let me tell you about Relax the Back. Heal, recover, work smarter, sleep, reimagine, and live pain-free with Relax the Back. Now, folks, I've been in this chair. Well, no, I haven't been sitting in this chair for 20 years, but I've been using this Relax the Back chair for almost 20 years now, and it gives me all the comfort and support that I really, really need because I need it. I had thoracic back reconstruction, and so my thoracic back, my lumbar area is good, and for those that have lumbar problems, this is the chair that you want to be in. And Relax Back has numerous chairs that will fit you for sure. They've also got recliners, zero gravity recliners for your Tempur-Pedic, of course, pillows and mattresses, adjustable mattresses. And you need to go over there and figure out which one fits you. All the accessories that you can use for your desk, you know, your elbows, how your elbows sit, how your shoulder blades and everything else, how it works. But I have found the comfortable chair that I've been looking for. You can too. They got two great stores, the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods, and then up north in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the container store. Folks, live pain free, just like the buck at Relax the Bag. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Relax the Bag. Also, shout out to our guy Tom McKay and AV Consultations. Which spot do you want to hear today, Buck? Oh, the kid. Where's the kid at? All right, you've got the kid. This is Tom McKay with audiovisual consultations. And Camilla McKay. Hey, kid, you want to hear a dad joke? Sure, old man. A guy walks into a flat. Oh. 
That was terrible. A guy walks into a store and buys an 85-inch flat screen for 2500 bucks. <laughs> I wasn't done with my joke yet. Yeah, you were. Here, I got one. What's worse than paying for one overpriced surround sound speaker? I don't know what. Paying for two overpriced surround sound speakers? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here at AudioVisual, we do like to laugh. And by calling 512-255-8678, you can share in that laughter. Stop paying extra for lesser quality and visit avconsultations.com today. All right. All right. You got me going now. One more. All right. Here we go. A guy walks into a bar, and then a speaker, and then a projector. All right, all right, all right. I think they get it, kid. Give us a call at 512-255-8678 or see us online at avconsultations.com. And all jokes aside, remember to hug your kids, laugh with strangers, and make love to whoever the hell you want. Just give us a call, 512-255-8678. Yeah, they had all over the store yesterday. Oh, at Rosehaven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were hooked up by AV consultations. Of course, Pluckers hooked up by AV consultations. There you go. Cover three, another one of our phenomenal sponsors, hooked up by AV consultations. If you're looking for a place to watch the football this weekend, go to cover three, mind you. I think Fire the Cannon, Megan and Rocky are going to be at cover three tonight, doing a little happy hour at 6 o'clock because Texas plays Texas A&M tonight, Buck, in... Hockey. Say that again. Hockey. Club hockey tonight, huh? Club hockey tonight. The Horns and the Ags at Chaparral Ice. I was trying to buy tickets. It's sold out. I can't even get in. I'm the biggest hockey fan in the city. Well, maybe outside of Tom McKay. I can't even get into this game. You You need to go and say, do you know who I am? Try that one. That's a, that's a great that's a great venue to try that. They may they may say, hey, Mr. Kellner, there's your seat is right over there. Mr. Kellner, I, that's my dad's not going to be there. Yeah, right where that pug gets loose, right uh, where it goes, just above the just above the net there. I'm going to be what? You're, I'm going to be banging on the glass. Oh yeah, you have to. Front you row. Have to be ugly and I've banged on the glass before. There I can go. get ugly there. Yeah, I was texting. Uh, I was texting Rocky last night and Megan too. The group text and. She's like, I have an extra kid's ticket. Come dress as a little kid. So Come should, on. I, should I pass for like a 14 and under kid at the age of 29? Give it a try. Get on your knees and walk. You'll be like Kyler. Oh, no, you'll still be t- you'll be taller than Kyler. Yeah, I could be laying down and I'll be t- taller than <laughs> Kyler Murray still. Oh, man. Come on, man. Is this, this going to be me just ducking under the... <laughs> yes. Style. Be that guy. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be hilarious if I tried to get in with the youth ticket. They might not even check, right? Like, they might not even care. I'll just be happy that the ticket's getting used. That's right. And it's a big crowd here in Austin for uh, the A&M game. But, um, yeah. Cover three. Love them. Go hang out with Megan and Rocky tonight. Six o'clock. They'll be there before the game. If you want to watch Texas Hoops tomorrow, cover three. If you want to watch the NFL on Sunday, cover three. Uh, Anderson Square of course, and then the uh, location in Round Rock. They also have cover two off Lake Line as well. Uh, the best sports bar in the city is cover three. All right, somebody, you know, we, we have the ability to receive images and videos on the no. code of text line. Love 512-222-9328. You know, the old place we worked at, it couldn't really do anything with that. But this place, because we've got the visual element on YouTube, uh, we are allowed to display some of the photos and videos that you people send our way. And we were talking about the Gumbros earlier, and someone texted in 
This is Trey and Zay. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I don't even know what you know what movie this is from. I don't know what this is. I don't know. Looks like, like some airplane crash or something. It almost looks like two soldiers or two guys who are yeah lost on a deserted island. But you've got uh, one looking white for, guy, looking for a cup of gumbo together. Yeah, one white guy like holding a black guy in his arms, like rescuing him, carrying him to safety, and they're just staring in each other's eyes in full embrace. And it looks like they're about to start Frenching. Oh my god! Speaking of hockey, it looks like a game of tonsil hockey is about to ensue here it looks like hey how about a cup of gumbo my friend oh this is forrest gump no is it that's what rocky says is this forrest gump i don't know how close do you need to get to your screen to see this it's, i feel like it's definitely blown up enough yeah forrest and bubba come and on bubba bubba dying gump. in vietnam wow come on bubba gump hmm that's hilarious. Great time for a kiss there, Trey. I don't, Zay. I don't think they kissed in the movie. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that. I really don't remember the movie very well. I think you, uh, did, you did actually see that movie. I have don't seen four. That's one you did. That's that's one you did see. Yeah, yeah, solid movie. I'll, I'll I'll say it's a solid movie. I don't know if I'd go too much further than it's that. It's not Brokeback Mountain. That I have not seen. What? And I don't intend on seeing it. That's one of your favorites, though, right? I thought it was a very good movie. Well done, yes. I thought there's anything wrong with that. I no. saw it twice. You saw it twice? Yes. Was it one of those you liked it so much in the theater that you stayed and watched the next showing? No, dude. I just wanted to... I was trying to figure out something in the movie. Was was it just two really gay guys or were there two selfish guys who had families and decided they were going to go off and leave their families and just be selfish and turn out to be gay. So I, I mean, I had to, I had to go through the whole thing over again. Even the tent scene, even the, even the scene with Zay and Trey in the tent. Yes. Oh, now that one was two white guys, right? Yes. So it wasn't the Gumbros in that tent. <laughs> wasn't the Gumbros? Might have been Trey and somebody else. Yes. Oh uh, my, Kevin don't... and Trey. <laughs> uh, KD is being brought into this. Bring him on in. Yes, oh indeed. God, yeah. Uh, great text on the Coda text line right there. Thank you very much. That is fantastic. Okay, well let's uh, let's get into the NFL here. Yeah, we got um, some in the NFL. Some coach, you know. Yeah. Some coaches yeah. getting jobs. Yeah, there are only two vacancies left in the NFL right now. The Radio Raheem's got a job. Yeah, the Washington Commanders still have not made a hire, and the Seattle Seahawks have yet to make a hire. Those are the last two, but you did have a couple of teams make hires yesterday. Uh, Radio Raheem, apparently your nickname for Raheem Morris. Yes. The new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, Bill Belichick was rumored to be the favorite for that Falcons job, but Atlanta decided to go in a different direction. They did go defense. They bring in the Rams defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, who has been a head coach in this league before. He got the gig in Tampa when he was young. I mean, like yes. early to mid-30s, he was given the head coaching job with Tampa Bay, uh, was there for three seasons, had one 10-win season. The Bucs missed the playoffs. It was one of those weird years where that just wasn't good enough in the NFC. But you know, 17 and 31 overall, so not a great stint 
in Tampa Bay. Uh, the first time he was a head coach, but he was the DC for the Rams when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago. And he's been their DC for a number of years. And Played pretty he, good defense this year, you know, middle of the season on. I love Raheem Morris. Like, I, I do wonder about this hire, and I'll get to that in a second, but I love listening to Raheem Morris talk ball. He's, he's entertaining as hell. He's funny, oh, yeah. but he knows the game better than most, obviously better than me. But uh, no, nah, the X's and O's when he talks, like he breaks down the game very, very well. He, I've listened to him talk a couple of times during pre, uh, preseason games, right? Like they'll show these random preseason games on the NFL network. He's into it. And because it's the preseason, like it's, it's local TV broadcast. So obviously in the regular season and in the playoffs, you get national broadcasters right. on every game. But preseason games are done by like local news affairs. Yeah, the sisters don't get a lot of, lot of love in the, the national look. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they'll interview like I've I've heard Raheem Morris be interviewed by Andrew Siciliano, who's the old red zone guy sure. who calls the Rams preseason games. Like they'll literally give Raheem Morris a headset and they'll talk to him for like a whole quarter of a preseason game. And I've I've heard two of these for some reason. Like that's just the sports degenerate that I am. I was probably betting on these games too. No uh, doubt, my cousin. But like I love listening to this guy talk ball. I could see how he would crush it in an interview. I would see why Arthur Blank, who's the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, would fall in love with him. Uh, he also spent some time on the Falcons staff, both as a defensive coordinator yep. and as a wide receivers coach, oddly enough. So he has done some coaching on both sides of the ball. The reason why I wonder about this hire is, like, you know, the Falcons need a quarterback. I don't know yeah. what they're going to do there. They but they've also... Yeah, they, they, they've also spent so much of their draft capital on offense, right? Like Bijan in the top 10 last year. Uh, Kyle Pitts in the top 10 a couple of years ago. Drake London in the top 10 a couple of years ago. Like, it, it feels like the Falcons should have wanted to go with an offensive guy to try to maximize right. those young talents, and instead they went defense. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's different because, like you said, they still need a quarterback. So I would think they would have got an offensive-minded guy to to draft a quarterback somewhere there, and and figure out the deal on defense. But you know, a couple of years ago when they played, uh, and and they 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 lost New England, that defense was just starting to get into its own. They they had played some really really good defense. So uh, I, I'm surprised. I guess they want to get back to the defensive way of life in Atlanta. But my God, they've got talent on offense that they've got to take care of. Yeah, I mean, their last two head coaches were Dan Quinn and yeah. Arthur Smith, right? Dan Quinn was a defensive guy. The Falcons went to a Super Bowl. They obviously had the biggest Super Bowl collapse of all time. Yep. Some success, played for a Super Bowl. Uh, Arthur Smith, an offensive guy, came nowhere close to getting there. So this might be the owner saying, hey, we had more success with the defensive guy. We just yep. had an offensive guy, and it didn't work. So let's go back to a defensive guy. But obviously, anytime you hire a defensive-minded coach to be your head coach, the offensive coordinator hire becomes the most important thing. That Absolutely. So rumors are Zach Robinson, former Oklahoma State quarterback. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. He's been basically the second offensive mind in L.A. Obviously, Sean McVay is the, the head coach. He calls the plays. But Zach Robinson's the quarterback coach. He's the passing game coordinator. He's basically been McVay's right-hand man on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, the early rumblings are that Zach Robinson's going to be the offensive coordinator for Raheem Morris in Atlanta. So uh, he's going to have a tall task. They've got to find a quarterback, and obviously they've got to 
develop whatever quarterback they do find because it doesn't matter how good that defense is. If they can't no. get the QB right, they're still going to be struggling. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, no Bill Belichick, Buck. Like you and a lot of other folks, Vegas too, Belichick's been the favorite for that job for a while. And I thought Atlanta, I thought he'd be in Atlanta for sure. Yeah, it didn't happen. So I don't think Bill Belichick has interviewed anywhere else. Like Atlanta talked to him twice, but I know Washington and Seattle, once again, the two teams that still have openings, they have yet to interview Bill Belichick. Is Bill Belichick the kind of guy that would be okay on TV? Or, I mean, we know what he does in his press conferences, but would he show some personality if he was, I mean, maybe pregame show more than anything? Yeah, I mean, you couldn't put him in the booth, right? No, no, you if couldn't because you'd throw him out. Somebody would throw him out of the booth. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'd be interested in like a one-week bit for Bill Belichick, right? Like maybe for a playoff week or, you know, week one next year, if he doesn't have a job, you bring him in as like a guest analyst on one of those Fox or CBS pregame shows. Or he's going to sit down with the head coach of another of a team. Ah. Or they're just they're, they're talking ball. I, I, I think he'd just bore you to death. I know. Like, he'd have to have a total 180 in terms of personality for him to be entertaining on TV, yeah. right? He just he gives you nothing. Like you said it. He knows he knows the game better than maybe than anybody else in the history of right. the world. But like he just you know, you gotta have personality, you gotta be entertaining to be on TV. And I just don't know if he is that. Hell, a lot of the guys that they already do have on TV, I don't think are very entertaining. So No, you're right. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I, I think Bill Belichick's gonna sit out this year, man. Like it'll be interesting to see if he gets more looks next off season and it's interesting for a guy his age and with all the accomplishments that he has that you know a lot of guys who sit out then go to other places and get the feel of what it's like to for other coaches and how how they do their job you know i can't imagine bill belichick traveling around the united states going from nfl team to nfl team and seeing how guys do it i mean he's done it at such a high level himself i know he's got to feel like why am i getting a plane to go see i used to beat the shit out of those guys every week why am i going to go why am I going to the Jets to watch how they do their deal? You know, but a lot of guys do that. That's what they do. You know, I know. Mike McCarthy went into a barn for a year with a bunch of guys. Yeah, he went to a couple How's of Texas that? basketball games too. How'd that work? How'd that work out the barn deal? Oh, my God. Well, he lied to Jerry Jones. Remember this? He had told Jerry Jones that he had watched every single snap of the Cowboys during his year off. And then when he was introduced at his press conference after he took the Dallas job, he admitted to the world that he lied about that. He's like, ah, I, I told him that, but I didn't actually do that. And then you heard like Stephen Jones laugh nervously, like, oh shit, we got duped. Oh my God, he did. He watched one film. I got to go back and find that. Yeah, I don't know if he watched anything. He was just eating the whole time. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's that's mean. Sorry about that, Mike. Actually, not sorry about that. He's He's still here. So I could still dunk on him. Yeah, he's going to be there for another year. Don't worry. At least yeah. another full year. I, I don't know what Bill Belichick does in his spare time. Like, I, I, does he have hobbies? Like, it's easy to, for me to say, dude, just go enjoy a year off. Go fish. He used go to go beach. follow Bon Jovi around. Yeah. Him and Doug Flutie. They used to hang out doing that. I don't, he's a concert goer. I don't know if he takes a year off to hit the trail again. The Stones still out there having concerts. Maybe he'll follow the Stones and their old asses around. Is Bon Jovi still touring? I don't know, but Bill Belichick used to hang out with them, yeah. Wow. 
You know, the Eagles are still touring. They're coming to town next oh, week. Oh, yeah. Yes, they are. I got to get some Is this their 13th farewell tour? I don't even know. But I've never seen them. I got to find a way into the Moody Center. They're here two nights, Friday and yeah. Saturday. I got to check out uh, Syntex Tickets. Yep, Shelby over there at SyntexTickets.com. I bet they, they have them. Come. Yep, yep. If you're looking for tickets to that show or to any concert coming to town, you got to go I've to I've never Syntex. seen the Eagles before. Let's go together. You want to go? Do that, yeah. I'll roll with I, you. I've never seen. I've never seen them in concert. I'm, I am not the big Lebowski when it comes to the Eagles. I am the big Lebowski when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, but the Bay yes. Eagles, big fan, big yeah, fan. And 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 the Philadelphia Eagles bringing back their head coach. Why was that such a question? I mean, the guy gone to the Super Bowl, gone to the you know back in the playoffs. I mean, you're going to give him another shot, I, right? Well. They fired a coach who actually won the Super Bowl. That's true. Two years after they won Winning the Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. You're right. Yeah, so it's like, you know, Sirianni lost the Super Bowl, and the Eagles melted down, I mean, a, a free fall over the last six weeks of the year, and then they got bounced by Tampa in pretty emphatic fashion in the playoffs. So you had Eagles fans throwing popcorn on Nick Sirianni as he was leaving the field for that game in Tampa. Um, yeah, it was bad. And Eagles fans, they're built different, man. I mean, they're not even real people out there. No, no. They've got no patience. They've got a short fuse. And anytime things don't go their way, they You're want right. somebody fired. So apparently they're looking at Kellen Moore to be their next offensive coordinator because they fired their OC, Brian Johnson. Oh, yeah. There for a year because, of course, they Shane's did that while you and I were on the air that morning. Right when we were going on, they fired that dude. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't even remember when that happened, but I guess that's why. Last week. But they're talking to Kellen Moore, apparently, former Cowboys OC. who was with the Chargers last year. Obviously lost his job when the Chargers uh, hired Jim Harbaugh and fired Brandon Staley. Um, so that would be an interesting fit, the former Cowboy quarterback and OC taking over in Philadelphia. Yeah, the Commanders are the interesting one to me. I mean, that's Bill Belichick. Do they want an old dude there? No, that young group, that, that ownership it wants to get, they want to start fresh. Yeah, I, I would believe Washington has to go offense. Yes, they have to because they have the number two pick in the draft and they're going to be taking a quarterback. So they absolutely need to go offense. Ron Rivera, their last coach, was a defensive guy. Um, they've got to go offense for me. So yeah, we'll see. I, ben Johnson makes a ton of sense. Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, obviously still coaching. Ben Johnson, maybe he turns it down, right? Because Washington has been an S show. For a long time, but that job to me is way more appealing now because Dan Snyder is no longer in the picture. You're right. So you got the number two pick, which I mean, you you know you might not get Caleb Williams, but Jaden Daniels will be there. Drake May will be there. Like both of those guys in a lot of years would be the number one pick in a draft. So if Ben Johnson likes either of those cats, or if he can convince Washington to trade up to number one, maybe yeah. to take Caleb Williams then, all right, that that's an attractive job there. But, yeah, Washington has to go offense. To me, the best offensive-minded guy that's out there is Ben Johnson. That should be their number one target. Maybe that's why they haven't hired anybody yet because, you know, Ben Johnson's still coaching. Sure. Maybe there's an under-the-table agreement, like as soon as the Lions' season's over, he gets the gig, or who knows? Maybe he stays in Detroit for another year. Either way, it's not going to hurt him. I mean, if, if there'll be five gigs open next year. Yeah, he turned down well, gigs last year. He might turn them down this year. At some point, you got to be careful with that bit. Like you don't want to be Matt Campbell. You don't want to be Matt Campbell. 
no. different situation because that guy obviously was a head coach. But Matt Campbell, when he was like bringing Iowa State up from the dead, he was getting all sorts of looks. Hell, speaking of the Lions, he got offered to be the head coach of the Lions. He got like an eight-year, $70 million contract. Yeah, he turned it down. Turned it down. And he was getting all sorts of big-time college football jobs. And he kept turning them down. Because he wanted to build his program. That's his program. And look, like I, personally, it's like cool to see loyalty in college football because you never see it. Players, coaches, whatever. Everyone leaves right. the second they get the opportunity to get a better gig. I don't blame them for that, too. But loyalty is so rare in that sport that it's like. And, and he had been guy. there long enough. He'd been there long. He did build the program. He was only there for, I mean, it was probably three or four years at the time. But he did build a program. Like, you're right. Yeah. Like He should have left. The iron was hot, and now somebody unplugged it, and it's... <laughs> somebody unplugged the iron on him. Like, Iowa State fans are, like, a little ready to get rid of him. They're also remembering how shitty they were before him. And oh, it's like, my okay, goodness. Before you know, he maybe, got there? Yeah, but it's like, you know, he now nobody else really wants him. I don't know if he can get that big-time gig that he could have gotten. So He's if you're Johnson... He helped them be able to turn the lights on there, remember? Because they used to play in the dark before he got there. Yes, they did. Thank goodness he got there and saved them between <laughs> games in the dark and night games. Ah, uh, the, the Jared Hufford reference. Yes. Big fat Jared Hufford. Mm. How that how that worked for that dude. Yeah, that that was not a that, you're right. The the year that when I heard that the Lions had offered him like 70, 80 million dollars, I'm like, coach, it really is time to go. It's not going to get any better than you've had it there. You're not gonna make you're not getting into the playoffs. You're not doing that. You're barely, barely going to be in the Big 12 running, you know? Yeah, he was clearly waiting for something. Yeah, I mean, or, or, yeah, in the Big 12. You're barely going to be in that thing, so go. Yeah, yeah, he was waiting for something, and it never opened up. Hell, maybe he was waiting for Michigan, but, you know, Michigan's never going to hire that dude right now. So. It's like Greg Schiano. He's always been waiting for Penn State. He'll, he, he'll leave Rutgers so quick to get to Penn State. And Penn yeah. State just keeps holding on to to their guy. Not for long. This will be it. I feel I'm so calling, bad. I'm calling. Come calling it this year. I it's feel gone. bad for Penn State fans, dude. That guy. I mean, that's an Penn State. They're obviously better than Iowa State as a program, but you know they've also had some down years. And James Franklin always has them like winning nine or ten games. That's not enough now anymore. But the, he's raised the bar, and the fans want more. Can't beat so, Michigan. Can't beat Ohio State. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You run the risk of like, oh, if you fire him, do you take a step back? Do you lose that consistency that you've had? But obviously, he hasn't been that able to win the big game. You'll be taking that chance after this year. I would have fired his ass two years ago. That, that, yeah. that tells you how I feel. Like you got to risk it to get the biscuit. You know. By the way, I probably two years ago is when he had ten or eleven wins. Yeah. No, he's going to have two losses every year. As long as he's been in the Big Ten. They won the Rose Bowl last year, 22? Yeah, they won the Rose Bowl last year, but they did lose two games. And the, yes. Ohio to guess State. who? Huh? To guess who? Ohio State, Michigan? Yeah. Yes. Well, that's in every year. They're not beating – when you can't beat those two teams, you can't go anywhere. Right. And they, made, they made the Rose Bowl because both Ohio State and Michigan made the playoff last right. year. Like they, they were third in their division in the Big Ten. But somebody in the Big Ten had to be in the Rose Bowl. So Penn State got the nod. They got to play Utah without its starting quarterback, and they beat them. Good job, James Franklin. Yeah, that's just that's just like that thing. That's why, 
you know, Ohio State's coach is going to have a problem too. If he doesn't win without Jim Harbaugh, if he doesn't win this year, they're going to be looking to get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. And they should too. I mean, the look ahead line, obviously that's the last game of the season every season, but that line came out last week, just like the Texas Michigan line did. And Ohio State opened up as like a six point favorite. Wow. Against Michigan. So if they lose that one. I mean, my God, like this. Some people thought this was the year they needed to win because Harbaugh didn't coach that game. Remember, he was suspended. <laughs> right. Now, the game was in Ann Arbor. Next year, it'll be in the shoe. Yeah, if Ohio State can't win next year, uh, even if they go 11-1, and one, if they lose to Michigan and miss the conference title because of it, sayonara. One loss? You can't get fired with one loss, can you? Yeah. There you uh, can, I guess. Uh, yeah, and look, Michigan's, Michigan's not going to be undefeated going into that game. So no. maybe not. Like Ohio State, if they lose that, they could still make the Big Ten title and still and make it. As long as they get in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, it could be like Texas this year, right? Like you lose to your biggest rival. It sucks. That's not fun. But you win every other game. You still win your conference championship. You still right. make the play. Like if that happens, Ryan Day is fine. If they lose to Michigan and that loss keeps them out of the playoff, like if that's, yeah. I guess that'd have to be loss number three probably with this new 12-team playoff. I don't know how any of this shit's going to No, they lose three. That's a problem there. If they lose three, he's cooked. Uh, And if Will Howard stinks, which very intrigued to see how that works because that's the guy they went and got from the portal, uh, then he's he's in some serious trouble. Oh, and he hired Bill O'Brien. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. I say this all the time. When you're a coach on a hot seat or at least a seat that's starting to get hot, don't do things that make it easy to fire you. Hiring Bill O'Brien makes it easy to fire you because that guy, that guy spent years with Bill Belichick and Nick Saban and didn't win a championship with either of them. I mean, Belichick's got six Super Bowls. Saban won six natties at Bama. And when Bill O'Brien was at both spots, neither of those guys won a championship. He brought them down. That is incredible. That guy is so bad at life, dude. <laughs> And yet he keeps getting gigs. And that's where Ryan Day decided to turn to save his job. What the hell is he thinking? Uh, Don't forget, he, he, he brought Penn State back when they were after all the Joe Paterno stuff. That's, yeah. how he got to, that's how he got to get on the move again with all these jobs. You're right. You're right. That's what got him the Texans gig. By the way, they'd probably take him at Penn State today. No, no. That guy, that guy can't get a head coaching job of that magnitude if he wants to be a g5 head coach maybe he'd get one but he ain't getting like a big p5 job he'll be the syracuse guy no way yeah i I don't know if syracuse should want him maybe they would maybe the journalists would but yeah his his reputation has taken a major hit in recent years and he's also just a piece of crap too he's like a like just a pain in the ass to deal with players will tell you that media will tell you that i mean Go down to Houston, dude. That guy is one of the most hated people in the history of that city. Are he, really? He's like, a pain he has to talk to. He's a Bud Adams is number one. He's public enemy number one in terms of most hated sports figures in Houston because he should be. He moved the Oilers to Tennessee. Uh, but Bill O'Brien's probably number two. Wow. Yeah. Maybe Adolis Garcia is number three after what he did for the Rangers this year. But uh, yeah, no, they they hate him down there, and Alabama fans hate him. Patriots fans hate him. Like everybody hates Jeez. that guy at this point. So there you go. One more NFL head coaching job to talk about. We did not mention this one yet. Interesting hire in Carolina, Dave Canales. Mm-hmm. 
getting the gig. He was the offensive coordinator in Tampa this past season. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a great year. The Bucs had a great year. Won their division, won a playoff game, uh, gave Detroit all it could handle last week in the divisional round of the playoffs. I mean, everyone kind of thought the Bucs would suck after Tom Brady retired, and they ended up having a great year. Baker Mayfield's a finalist for the uh, comeback player of the year in the NFL, and he should be. Canales was the offensive coordinator for just one season there, uh, but clearly did well enough in the eyes of the Panthers to get that kick. Yeah, they, they need to have they Yeah, I think that's a good move. They they had to go offense, right? Because their whole future is invested in Bryce Young. Yes. And Bryce Young At least looks for the like, next two years. The next two years. He looks like a B word right now. Yeah, uh, next two years will will tell a lot about him. Tell uh, tell a lot about how they surround him or, or what kind of people they surround him with, too. Yeah. You know, once again, rookie first year. Not many people are going to be like C.J. Stroud. It's just not going to happen for you that way. Most rookies are going to struggle in the NFL. So we'll just see how it turns out. Two more years to see what he really is like. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. I mean, Before he goes somewhere and becomes good around, you know, goes to a team that has a lot of lot of good players. They, they don't have a lot of good players here in Carolina. No, and they don't have a ton of draft capital because they gave up so much to go get right. Bryce Young. Remember, they, they were picking ninth last year. They traded up a bunch to number one uh, to get Bryce Young, thinking he would solve all of their other problems, and now he looks like the biggest problem in yes. Carolina. So, yeah, Canales, look, I mean, great job with Baker. Uh, he was the quarterback coach in Seattle for part of Russell Wilson's time there. He knows how to uh, work with little guys. He was, yeah, he was the uh, QB coach in Seattle last year when Geno Smith had that great bounce back year. I think Geno True. Smith was the comeback player of the NFL last year. So, you know, Canales deserves some credit for that. Baker obviously had a fantastic year. Nice bounce back for him this season. So, yeah, Canales has done a good job developing quarterbacks. It's just, it's weird to see a guy who's only been an offensive coordinator for one year get that type of gig. But, hey. Uh, it's not the first time we've seen it. It won't be the last time we've seen it. Teams like to hire the young, up-and-coming offensive mind. Canales is 42. Uh, they gave him a six-year deal, which wow. is like a total vote of confidence. You don't see that often in the NFL. Uh, so they're basically admitting that it might take some time to figure it out, but we're willing to be patient with you. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad to see Houston's guy is going to stick around for another year. And yeah, because of all of these hires, it does seem like Bobby Slowick is uh, is going to stick around in Houston, which is great news if you're a Texas unless fan. the unless the commanders just say, "Hey, that's the offensive mind that we need for our, our next quarterback." Since we're picking number two, he may be the guy. All of a sudden, they make the call to him and say, "You want this job?" You're right. Yeah. I mean, how, do you, how do you turn down that job? I don't think you do. I no. mean, he could, like with C.J. Stroud. You know, if Bobby Slowick wants to run it back with C.J. Stroud, then odds are he's going to get some looks next year, right? We keep talking oh, yeah, about... Get, yeah, you're right. We keep talking about Ben Johnson. I mean, Ben Johnson decided to stick it out with Jared Goff, who is, is playing great, but, like, he turned down coaching jobs and said that, I believe in Jared Goff, I believe in what I'm doing here, and I believe that if I stick sure. around for one more season, I'll be able to get a better head coaching gig. And it it's worked for him. Um, maybe Bobby Slowick does that. He's like, man, C.J. Stroud's the real freaking deal. He might be a top five quarterback in football next year already. Uh, obviously, the runaway rookie of the year winner this year. He might say, hey, I don't want Washington. I don't want to deal with that S show. Uh, I'll stick around for another year, and maybe something better will open up next season. Yeah, that's you're the, right. Oh, that's the hope if you're a Texans fan. And 
We'll see. I mean, some guys, look, they don't have that patience. There's 32 NFL head coaching jobs in the league. If you take one, hey, I don't blame you. But he might he might not get offered or he might say, I'm good. Well, somebody's got to get the commander's job. I mean, I, Dan Quinn's name hasn't been mentioned about anything. He he really put he he put a damper on his deal that last that last game with the Cowboys the way they played. I mean, it just his name's not even popping up hardly anymore. Well, he he just had a second interview in Seattle. He's getting interviews, Buck. I mean, I, I don't know if he'll get a job, but he's had interviews with four different teams. Um, things that are working against Dan Quinn that game. Also he's a defensive guy. He's a defensive guy, and he's kind of old. Yeah. He's in his 50s. Some people are probably like, that's not old, BK. Uh, but in NFL terms, once again, you want the young, up-and-coming offensive mind. Like right. you said, he's defense, and he's not young. He's not up-and-coming. So it's, that's just not the way the league has trended recently. I don't know. You think you think he's worth the head coaching gig? Like he was the DC in Seattle for the Legion of Boom when they were winning the Super Bowl. Well, he knows everybody there because they're all still hanging around there. Would that, you know, would that hire make sense? Where do the Seahawks go? You know, they're still going to hang their hat on Geno Smith. They want to get their defense back. That's what they want to do. So he's he would be the guy, I would think. Rabel's still there too if they want to go defense. Yeah. Those are those are a there's couple a couple of guys without jobs. That's right. Yeah, so one of those dudes. I mean, Quinn's coming back to Dallas if uh, he doesn't get a head coaching gig anywhere else. But Vrabel could be sitting out a year. Um, Belichick sounds like is going to be sitting out a year. He wants to coach in the USFL or something. Yeah, the the Commanders need an offensive guy because they're going to have the number two pick and they're going to go quarterback. So they need an offensive minded guy to do that. I got to believe. I'm with you 100. percent Well, it's not going to take old ass Dan Quinn and take him with the Commanders. And hope that he can put an offensive staff together. Right. Right. But yeah, your guy down in Houston, they may make that call and say, Hey, would you like this job? And he could. can't and he can't he can't turn that down. Even 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 if he has another year. Why with, not? No. I'm gonna turn down the head coaching job and the number two pick. He can go out and get he can go he can have he will have a pretty good pick at number two. Mm. Or yeah. wheeler to number one. That's gonna be a good pick. I say 5% chance Sloak is an NFL head coach next year, which two weeks ago when all of these jobs were open, I would have said like 40% chance he's an NFL head coach. So, you know, if you're a Texans fan, you're happy with uh, all of these jobs getting filled by not Bobby Sloak. Right. But, yeah, maybe maybe he could be the guy in Washington. We'll see. Okay. Any more thoughts on the coaching carousel? Coach. No, I'm 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 still the the one that it's hard to figure out if you know that we I, we probably thought that Bill Belichick could just get any of the jobs that he said yes I'll take that they would give to him, and that would have been including firing of of Mike McCarthy in Dallas and having Bill Belichick coach the Dallas Cowboys. I, I would have thought that would that could possibly have him. I, and I could you could make all thoughts about the two minds clashing he and Jerry Jones, but Jerry would have given way a little bit to Bill Belichick. Because as Jerry said, I ain't got that many years left. I would have not been in favor of a Bill Belichick hiring in Dallas. I think I'd prefer him over Mike McCarthy because I know what Mike McCarthy in Dallas is. Correct. But it's the, same, it's the yeah. same stat that I brought up a thousand times. No coach has ever won a Super Bowl with two different teams. 
You should not oh, hire oh, a coach. That's right. I didn't realize that. You're you're trying to get to the Super Bowl in Dallas. Yeah, that should oh, be the plan. Are you sure? Is that what they're trying to do? No, I'm not sure that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm hoping they're trying to do. But I don't know if that's what they're actually trying to do. It feels like they're just trying to make money up there. Make money and argue with each other. Yeah. So. Anything I, come of that? Anybody's brother talking up there? Has that been kind of cooled out? Yeah, I haven't seen anyone's brother or mother. I'm going to say Dak's not coming to camp. And he's holding out? Yeah, he's holding out. You <sighs> hold out. You're getting $60 million. They got to pay you, dude. I know. And, and you're holding out for the Cowboy. Well, he wants a new contract. Like, quarterbacks want the guaranteed years and guaranteed money. Everybody does, right? You want that long term financial security. Yeah, we're going to find out if Lamar can make that work, what he just had, what he just did. So. That's looking like a good contract now. Remember, people were like, let him go. Let him go. He's not worth it. Really? Idiots. God, I was beating the drum in Baltimore. And last year, doing radio in Houston, I was like, man, they're going to sign him. You don't let a franchise quarterback like that leave. No. Like, no, they're not going to pay him. They're not going to pay him. They're going to trade him. They're going to let him go. No, they're going to sign him because you don't let guys like that leave. Uh, it, it turned out to be the right move in Baltimore. Dak, it's, it's a weird situation, man. Like it's it's easy to say you let him play out that last year, and I'm sure that's what the Cowboys want him to do. But you run the risk of him holding out, and I brought this up before too. The Cowboys won't have any money to spend in free agency if they let Dak play out this year because he's going to count fifty six mm -hmm. million dollars against the cap next year. So if you give him a long term deal, you push that money back. You got some money to spend. You can bolster the rest of your roster, but obviously then you run the risk of having the same conversation next postseason if the Cowboys flame out early again. Yeah, and he's got to be pissed with all the stuff that's going on. Dak? Yeah. Yeah, well. Well, what can you do? $60 million is $60 million. He's got to be better in the playoffs. Like Some of this is his doing. It wasn't all his yeah. fault. He's getting too much blame for that playoff loss. Like He didn't give up 48 points. Wow, that's right. In that, in that game, but he didn't play well. So, no, Dak's 2-5 and five in the playoffs. You are what your record says you are. Uh, your legacy as a quarterback is defined by what you do in the postseason. And Dak hasn't been good in the postseason. He's had no. a couple of great games. Even in a loss, he's played great. That Packers loss his rookie year, he was awesome. The defense just couldn't help him out. But he's also had some stinkers. And this was a bad time to have a stinker against the Packers. So there's that. All right, we'll, uh, we'll get more into the NFL. Obviously, the games this weekend, we got to talk about those. We have to talk about the NFL award finalists, which were announced yesterday. Yes. Uh, Dak Prescott, a finalist for MVP, by the way. One of five. That, that pull that rug out really quick. Regular season award. He might finish second, honestly. You still think he'll finish second? Huh? I think he'll finish third behind Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, maybe uh, Maybe Christian McCaffrey finishes ahead of him. It feels like Lamar Jackson's going to run away with that at this right. point. Uh, but before we get to all of that, we've got some fun stories to get into as well. How about some more love to some more sponsors, Bob? About Texas Orthopedics. If you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact our friends and the expert at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and more. And while you're there, do say hello to Dr. Christopher Danny and Dr. Christopher Stockton. They are dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you right back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com.
Texas.com, folks. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Texas Orthopedics. And how about uh, a TV spot from our great friends over at Covert BK? Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Covert BK. Our newest location in the gorgeous Hill Country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Oh, yeah. Awesome. How about the beautiful studio they had for us last year there? Wow. The meet and greets. What a lot of fun there, man, we had. Indeed. So we'll continue to do that. Love those yep. folks out there. Big contributor to the Mullet Open, the 23rd annual Mullet Open. They've got a little surprise out there for us this year. So looking forward to having the Coverts back a part of the Mullet Open. Love that. Yeah, let's Sold out, y'all. Of course it is. Sorry about the waiting list of about 50 teams. Got no chance? Out. No. No, no chance. If your name's not in, there's a, somebody's going to have to go on one of those Delta flights where the whole plane explodes or something in order to get in because there's no room. I mean, no, it, it was done in 24 hours. It really was. And we still, we do have a waiting list, but if you're Nobody in ever backs out of that deal? Somebody, yeah, there are people that back out. Things happen in the summer, you know, vacation times change. You know, that is the day before graduation, University of Texas graduation, and some people will have graduates. But I, generally that's around the graduation time for high schoolers and, and UT. So what can I say? They always show up. They'll be there. Oh. The golfers will be there. Yeah, who cares about graduation, dude? Your kids already graduated like a bunch. Kindergarten. Oh, they've been doing it since they started school. Middle school, high school. <laughs> you don't need to go to every single one of them. Go play golf and help kids. You oh, know, charity work goodness. by playing golf. I've been helping your kids get to college lately. That's right with my pick. So think about that. Yep. And with your Yellow Rose scholarship. You still doing oh, that? Yeah, I'm still giving them a scholarship too. That's nice of you too. Somebody has to pay for your education. And you put those girls through school. That's awfully kind of you, sir. You're very welcome. We appreciate that. Uh, shout out to our friends at BetUS. Hey, the Buck yes. gave his gold star locks yesterday. We'll uh, recite those today in case you missed them. If you're looking to make some money on the NFL playoffs this weekend or obviously in the Super Bowl, you got to go to BetUS. We talk about gambling all the time on Texas Sports Unfiltered, right? Our cousins, your cousins, we're all making bets. And if you're looking for the best place to win money, you got to go to BetUS. If you're watching on YouTube, there is a link in the video description below. Just click that. You can sign up. They've got some great promotions going on right now, too. You sign up, you make a $50 deposit, and boom, just like that, you're getting free money, and you've got a chance to bet on everything. You don't have to wait till Sunday. You can bet on college basketball this weekend. You can bet on the NBA tonight, the NHL, tennis, golf, MMA. MMA. They got yeah, it. They got right. it all. Bet US. If you're listening on the app and you're like, well, I'm not on YouTube, what do I do? On the front page of our app, just click the Explore Our Socials link, and then there will be a link for Bet US right there. You click on that. You could sign up from your phone. You could sign up from your computer. It does not matter. Just sign up, make that $50 deposit, and start winning money on the sports you love. Spice it up a little bit. You're going to watch these games anyways. Make them more entertaining with a little wager over at Bet US. But make sure it really helps us out if you, uh, Click the link in the description below on YouTube 
or click that link in the Explore Our Socials part of our app and start playing and start winning today. Very nice. Speaking of bets, we got to get into this story. We got a couple of weird sports stories. One of them involves Vince McMahon. Uh, Royal Rumble's coming up tomorrow night, Buck. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I won't see it. Not a wrestling guy. No. Was when I was a kid. Once I got to puberty, I was done. Oh, you stopped eating your boogers? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I quit it, and that was it. What about I, our guy Suplex Stu Myrick, dude? He loves wrestling. There's a lot of people that love wrestling. Thousands upon thousands of ignorant people like wrestling. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Ignorant. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's entertainment. It's just like anything else. All it is is entertainment. You like your entertainment one way. I like my entertainment another way. Wrestling, after I was, like I said, after I hit those double digits, I got away from it. I just did. You know who's fighting in the main event tomorrow? Shut up, bitch. That guy can keep it going, can he? The Rock against the Roman Reigns. Money machine. Those are like my two favorite wrestlers of all time. I don't know what to do there. Bethlehem Freedom High School he went to. You know who's in trouble? And boy, the irony of this drop existing. Come on out, you rapist. <laughs> the guy's always in trouble. That guy is being accused. How do you have of, all that money and stay in trouble, you know? That guy is being accused of doing just that. No. Yeah, oh my God. And it's not the first time either. So <laughs> we'll talk about that. But uh, our guy CB asks if we've ever bet 8,900 times. And what that's in reference to, uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we got on the air at 8. Former LSU wide receiver and current New England Patriot, Kayshawn Boutte, was arrested in Louisiana yesterday over allegations of illegal sports betting while he played at LSU. Louisiana State Police said the charges against the 21-year-old Boutte include a felony count of computer fraud and a misdemeanor count of gambling prohibited for persons under 21. So, of course, gambling is illegal in Louisiana, but you have to be 21 to do so. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte, when he was in college at LSU, was not 21, so he was unable to legally do so. Investigators... A number of places, huh? Oh, my God, dude. Investigators found that he bet on sports from April 6, 2022 to May 7, 2023, when he was 20 years old, so underage, he apparently used an alias to get around the age requirement to place those bets. And the alias account that is believed to have been used by Boutte placed more than 8,900 wagers with at least 17 bets on NCAA football games, including at least six involving LSU. So he was betting on his own team when he was in college. He has a gambling problem. He has a problem. Yeah, this guy, let's start calling him uh, Kayshawn Mickelson, sounds like. Wow. I mean, almost 9,000 bets in the span of a year. This is not like over his whole life. I'm sure you've come close to 9K in your whole life, but this guy in one year was hitting that. Man. How many bets per... Let me do the math here. Is he betting on all sports at all times? I mean, every sport that night he had to have money on. Oh, my God, yeah. So Okay, so 8,900 bets... Over 365 days, that's 24 and change bets a day this guy was making. So 
Yeah, he was on the NBA. He was on college basketball. He was on hockey. He was maybe on everything. hockey, maybe tennis, maybe curling. What do you in the off season? There's not like in the summer. What do you bet on? Is he betting on KBO, Korean baseball? That dude ever sleep? I don't know. And you know, a, a guy who makes that kind of bet, they want to see it all. They don't. They don't just bet and wake up the next morning and see the results. Those are dudes that go straight through the night, BK. Yep. They're watch like you. The they can night. watch sports all night long until it's 3 o'clock in the morning. This you know? guy, he talk about degenerate, man. I mean, BetUS, I'm sure, would have loved to have him. But, God. So, he's – look, that's obviously an NCAA violation. He's out oh, of the yeah, NCAA, of so he can't get punished there. But the reason this is now a story is because, uh, yeah, he, he could be going to jail for committing a felony. Computer fraud and betting underage. That's, uh, I don't know what the punishment is. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know how harsh of a punishment that is. But, um, yeah, that, that uh, doesn't seem good for Kayshawn Boutte. And his NFL career is on thin ice right now, my friend. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a big-time problem for him now. It, it just, man, you don't sleep. How do you sleep with that? 24 a night? That's every night. Right? That's, is that Sundays? That's Sundays too, right? That's on average. That's every day. If he, hey, if he no, time for church. no time for church, no time for prayer there, praying that this team wins. Yeah, maybe he needed more of that. I don't know how much he won or lost, right? This oh. article doesn't say how successful he was as a better, but he's like most betters. He's lost a lot if he put it down that. If he's had, if he's got to go 24 a day. This guy is Pete Rose, dude. My gosh, that must have been his favorite athlete growing up. And well, he must have been betting his own unders because uh, he stunk. He was so good as a freshman at LSU. Like this, this was one of those guys we were talking about. He was a freshman during the COVID year, so he wasn't on that national title team. Okay, uh, he's a freshman in 2020. He hit 300 yards in one game as a receiver at LSU. Think about how bad LSU was that year. Like he was literally the only good thing they had going in that five-and-five-year post-title. And he was like, dude, if this guy could leave right now, it would be a first-round pick. And then he just had some injuries. He got suspended once at LSU. Brian Kelly, when he took the job, basically told him to leave. He's like, dude, we don't want you here. So he almost was like forced to go to the NFL when he did. And, yeah, he barely played for the Patriots this past season. This guy went from guaranteed first-round pick to, he's about to be out of the league and maybe in jail. And or in one, of those to, ten, one of those tents somewhere. Yeah, Tanner says he's down 80000 bucks. Well, just listen to me. I can get him back. I'm seeing this. I don't, there's all sorts of rumors out there. I'm seeing this that says he deposited a total of $132,000 into the account. He won $556,000, but used most of that money to make additional bets. And at one point, he withdrew 50000 from the account. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what he's up, what he's down, whatever. Uh, but I do know that 9,000 bets, that get this man some help. No kidding. That is, holy shit, man. Oh, God. What a story. What That's a amazing. Story. Yep. So, I mean, uh, he started that out when he was a freshman, obviously. Yeah, I mean the the accusations happened when he's tw- when he was twenty. Once again, twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three. So that's his last year uh, at LSU. 
And it's fraud because you can't do that unless you're 21 years old and you're using fraudulent names and everything else. Yeah, yeah. The, the the alias is the felony, right? That's the computer yes. fraud. And then just the gambling under 21 is the misdemeanor charge. And I don't know if he gets charged for every single time he placed a bet underage. If that's the case, this guy's about to have 9K <laughs> charges against him, dude. Oh, my God. Well, according to this article, he tried to hide his illegal gambling under the alias Kayshawn Boutte 7. So he might not have even made like a fake name or a fake account. He might literally have used his name, his own personal information, and just lied about his age, right? Said he was 21 instead of 20. And he's dumb. How stupid can you be if that's <laughs> true? I mean, all this is dumb. Get... As Tanner says, get a fall guy. Get somebody else to place these bets for you. Hey, when you hit 500K, how about stopping right there and saying, I'm I'm good? Or just, yeah, like stop when you're ahead or just get someone else to do this so you don't get in trouble or both. Maybe both of those things. Man, oh, man, oh, man. That is... Uh, you know what I think about when I hear the uh, fact that he literally used his own name? Let's see if I can pull this up real quick. He used his own name to place these bets. I think of Bobby Valentine when he did this. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. He got ejected from a game when he was the skipper with the Mets, and he came back to the dugout with uh, shades and a fake mustache. Oh, yeah, and he thought that would work, right? <laughs> Sat in the dugout. Come on, That's Bobby. One of, my, one of my favorite stories ever right there. Oh, God. So there's that story in the world of gambling. I figured you'd get a kick out of that one. That is awful. Idiot. 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 That is a problem. That's the worst problem than you have. Yeah, it is. I did. Slightly. I, I, Slightly. I, haven't placed, I haven't placed 8,900 bets in my entire life. Not even close. WNBA I games? No. I, got, I don't know if I'm at 1,000 bets in my entire life. Eh, I'm at 1,000 bets in my okay. entire life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But Easily. No, now we're close to 8,900. And in one year, holy Chicago, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. My gosh. All right. Uh, yeah, Vince McMahon's in some trouble here, too. I guess you don't have any uh, gold star locks on Royal Rumble? No, this, no this thanks. Week. No, uh, you'll, Hulk, have to, you'll have to get those from Stu. Hulk Hogan. I don't, do or, I don't do or watch, I don't watch that stuff. Hmm. I really can't. I, I just... I just, I, it doesn't do, I mean, athletic moves and all that stuff. No, I'll, I'll pass on that. Now, I would watch a WNBA game. I'd watch a college women's basketball game through the full thing than to watch that. Yes. Really? Yes, I would. You would watch a women's college basketball game. Yeah, over, the whole game. Over like one fight in WWE? Yes. Wow. There's just, something about my brain cells not being right when, if I, when I watch that and I know. You know, when they already know what the outcome is going to be. You know what I mean? No. What are you talking about? I don't. It's, oh, it's it's not for real. Yeah, it is. <laughs> are you saying it's scripted? It's yeah, I think, it's, I think it's scripted. They know what the outcomes are. Yeah, those dramas. Yes. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, uh, man. All right. There's your wrestling talk. They're athletic soap operas. No. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, okay, let's give some shout outs to some sponsors. We've uh, we have not talked about the divisional game the divisional games. We have talked about those. We talked about them last week and earlier this week. We haven't talked about the conference championship games. We'll get to those. We've got some Texas basketball to preview. 
The Longhorns on the road taking on the uh, Mormons of BYU tomorrow. But before all of that, Buck, some more love? But how about Big Hat? The, girl, the guys at Big Hat and the gals at Big Hat. I had my mocktail last night when I came back from playing some golf, and I wanted that that taste, BK, and I put a little bit of water because my mocktail has a, a real hard taste of ginger in it. Now, for those, the ginger is really good for your gut health, good for your heart health, and I've been trying to get some ginger into my diet, but, I mean, when you go to the store and you see that ginger root right there, I don't really know what to do with it. I don't want to be slicing little pieces off in my salad, but I've got it in my drink. And uh, Big Hat has a mocktail uh, that has orange in it. It's got lemon. It's got lime. Kabucha with no hucha in it. No, the hucha is the alcohol, but it's got the kabucha. And some of these things have some great health products. And, and it's and the ginger, really, I've always wanted to get ginger in there. I mean, I like the taste of ginger, and I do like the taste of the ginger in this drink. And so back in the day when I was drinking soda and having that ginger ale, it's not quite the pure ginger that's going into this drink, but it is absolutely delicious. And it's, I mean, it quenches your thirst too. And it gives you all those great ingredients in there and no alcohol because I can't have alcohol. I can't be fun like you people because you people know how to control yourself. I do not. I can't do it and I won't do it. But uh, with this mocktail by Big Hat, a big hat spirits. It's it's fantastic. It really does. Plus, once again, after after a can of that, I've got that great ginger breath all day long. It's good. I'm serious. It's uh, really it's it's a different kind of taste. And so and it's a thirst quencher too. Yep. And as I said, if if you don't like the 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 taste of ginger, if ginger kind of bothers you, you pour a little bit of water in there, and it's fantastic. And now they've got other drinks that are alcohol drinks, and you know I can't do the ranch water. I don't know why. Somebody just said, I just can't. It says water. It says ranch water straight from the ranch, right from a well. I don't know why I can't, but I was told that that has alcohol and somebody slipped a Mickey in there and I, I can't have it, but I, I hear it's pretty good. Yeah. It but ain't, I can't do it. It ain't Hidden Valley ranch dressing in that water. <laughs> no, no. There's some that. stuff in there. There's some stuff in there. Yep, they do yeah. have the uh, alcoholic ones, the margarita, the jalapeno margarita, the mm. ranch water. And they've got them all at HEB. So go to HEB this weekend and get you some big... People are loving the mocktails. People are people that are that want to be social with their friends or having a beer or two or, or, a, or a canned cocktail. You know, you just if you want that feel of being around, you don't want to be, feel like you're out of, an outcast in there. And you, plus, you don't want to sit around there having five cans of Coca-Cola in your hand while everybody's having a, a night of, of real, real, real cocktails, you need to try this. You'll really enjoy it. And yep. you don't need five of these. You know, like I said, you get a glass of water, it lasts for, get this into a nice glass of ice. It is delicious. It lasts for, and you're right into the social group. Like, it's, like I said, I can't tell you how to, how to socially behave, but some people want to be a part of what they think it may be the in crowd. And that's, that's on you. Sure. I mean, as I said, I, I decided to do this and if it, if it gave me any inkling of it made me feel like I needed to be, you know, oh, this tastes really close to a margarita, I wouldn't do it. And it doesn't. It has it has all these different ingredients that really, really taste good for me. Yep. Plus, I can, I can be hanging out with the gang who are you and you have your Allstat and whatever you're doing. I, I feel good about having this 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 non-alcohol drink with me. And, and, and it, as you told me, people are really into this. I didn't I didn't know there were so many people into these these mocktails. Yeah, especially right now with dry January. Dry January, yeah. Yep. So if you're celebrating that, 
Uh, yeah, get you one of the mocktails, or if you want a canned cocktail, Big Hat has you covered. But if beer is more your thing, beer is more my thing. There you uh, go. You got to get that Altstad beer, baby. Oh, yeah, whatever you have going on this weekend. Probably going to be watching some sports, right? Huge day of college basketball tomorrow. Royal Rumble tomorrow The tennis night. is still going on. Tennis, you got the Aussie Open finals. How about Djokovic getting upset? Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Joker. Your time, it came. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be back. But, uh, yeah, Yannick Sinner and Daniel Medvedev. A couple of uh, lesser-known names. Only one combined Grand Slam between the two of them. You got the women's final tonight, the men's final tomorrow night. Uh, if you're in to that, drink Altstadt. If you're watching the NFL games on Sunday, if you're going to be watching the NFL games on Sunday, you need a great beer to accompany all of your sports watching all weekend long. Make that old stat. They've got it everywhere. Cover three, Jack Allen's, our two big restaurant sponsors. They've got it there. Uh, they've got it at HEB, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine. Wherever you buy your six packs, if you're watching at home, you can get old stat. Your favorite bars throughout the city. They also have it in Dallas and Houston. So if you're tuned in from there, they've got you covered, man. This stuff is liquid gold. It's the only beer I drink. It's the only beer you should drink. The official beer of BK should be the official beer of you as well. It's all step beer. No impurities, no regrets. Okay, Buck, I'm going to be nice today. This is a rarity for me. Okay. As you, as you know. You've had some line movements for these two NFL playoff games. Okay. Now, yesterday, you made a couple of gold star lock picks. Make sure I have these right. Yesterday, you put 10,000 units on the Chiefs plus three and a half in Baltimore. Yes. And you put 5,000 units on the Niners minus seven against Detroit. Yes. Both, both of those lines have changed. Here's me being nice. One of them changed in your favor. The other one changed against you. I will give you the best lines okay. in the last two days. So Kansas City is now a four-point underdog in Baltimore. So I will give you plus four for the Chiefs at 10,000 units, assuming you still want it. Wow. I'll take it. I was going to say, you're getting a half a point. You should want this, right? Yes, I want that. If you wanted three and a half, you definitely should want four. Yes, I want four. I'll take the four. The Niners line also shifted by a half point. Oh, boy. San Francisco is now a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Detroit. Now, me being nice, I'm going to give you, I'm going to honor the seven. So but I get the hook if I want it, huh? Yeah, I don't know why you'd want the hook. That makes it harder for you to win. Well, I would. I may be ready to make a change. Oh, for Detroit. Detroit. Oh, yeah, you get, yeah. If you want the hook, if you want Detroit plus seven in the hook, boy, that's... We've never seen this in the history of the thousand unit plays. We've never had a half a point line change completely alter one of the Bucks picks. You doing that? Half a point? Were they planted in soggy ass San Francisco on that piece of crap field? Yeah, let me check the weather. I don't think rain should be much of an issue on Sunday like it was this past weekend. I'm seeing 69. Very nice at kickoff. And it doesn't look like much rain. Like that's, if that's true, that's about as perfect as you could ask for. Give me that again. Give me that number seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a hook. San Francisco minus 7.5. Yeah, they're going to win by 10. I'll take San Francisco still. I'll give you the seven. You don't even need the hook. No, no. Nah. Okay. 
I'm good. I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm, that's 5,000 unit play. Okay. So 10,000 units on the Chiefs plus four, 5,000 units on the Niners minus seven. And then I'll give you a 20,000 unit play for the Super Bowl. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. We'll go out in style. You're allowed to make these plays on college basketball, on the NBA, on hockey, on tennis. Ooh. Any of those? On wrestling. Sure. No, thanks. I don't want to waste your money on that. All right. I don't want to waste your money on the NBA. Well, I've been making a killing, but uh, yeah. Um, we need that. Easy. All right. So give me your thoughts. Yesterday you had Chiefs outright. You're still feeling Kansas City is not only going to cover the four, you think they're going to pull off the upset. I think they're, I think they're going to pull the upset. on Patrick. This is Patrick Mahomes' time right now. Once again, in his dealings, you know, three, four times against the best defenses, number one or number two that he's had to play against in the playoffs, he's three and one. And this right now, is, is it not the best defense in football? Or the, They're either one or two in Baltimore right now, so... I, I this is just his time. He'll find a way to win. He'll find a way to win that game I, and cover that game. I'll take it. I don't care how Lamar Jackson. I they'll have something. Spags will have something up for him and him taking off and running with the ball. Boy, that's the best. That secondary is pretty good too. Boy, and they hit at the linebacker position. But Pacheco's still going to get his. Okay. Yeah, Baltimore number one in the NFL in scoring defense this yeah. year. Kansas City actually number two in scoring defense this year. Remember, this was a different Chiefs team during the regular season. They won with defense. They had a ton of struggles offensively, especially in the passing game, and the defense kind of carried them to a division title. And well, the offense has come around in the playoffs for sure. Uh, but my still, pen pal, she'll be at the game. My pen pal will be up there in the booth. Uh, you think Tra uh, Travis Kelsey's brother Jason will be up there again? I don't want to see that again. I, that, Do, that's doing this. Going no, on. he's done. He doesn't have to do that anymore. I don't I think don't weather weather's going to be too much of a. It looks like forty nine is the game time temp on really? Sunday, which in Baltimore at this time of the year feels pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we're expecting precipitation in either championship venue. So weather should not be a factor in either of these games, which I think it's good if you are just a football watcher, right? You don't want that to yeah, play I, a role. The Ravens are going to try to knock Patrick Mahomes out near the sideline. You know how he goes tiptoeing down the side sometime? Yeah. Somebody's going to take one at him. Sure. Well, that's not a bad idea. I don't advocate cheap shots, but you know, Mahomes goes down. Then well, thank congratulations. you, Jim, Jim Cheater Harbaugh. Appreciate yeah, he that. A, he is a hardball after all, so there could be some true. going on here. Brother will be on the sideline probably. No, no, he's got work to do now. He's got some office work to get started to take care of. I bet he's at the game on Sunday. Yeah, he'll be at the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the Ravens make it to the Super Bowl, he'll be there too. That's cool. I'm cool with that. Wow. Um, got your signals, Pat. You've yeah. got your signals. Where's Connor Stallions this week? Wow. Has he been seen in Kansas City by chance? I like – you still I, – I think the Chiefs got their passing game together, don't you? Yeah, it's looked better. Um, you know, they, they put up 26 in that blowout win over Miami. They put up 27 in the win over Buffalo last week. It's still not what it was, but it's been better in the playoffs than it was in the regular season. Yeah, I can see them. I can see them getting 28. And if you're a Chiefs fan, which I am, um, this is good news. I, I, I like Baltimore by like 10. Like I, just, I just think they're significantly better than Kansas City right now. And look, the Chiefs have experience on their side, of course. Uh, this is Lamar Jackson's first AFC title game. This is Pat Mahomes' sixth 
AFC title game. The Chiefs are obviously the defending champs. It's been a while since uh, Baltimore, even as a franchise, has been in this spot. But I just I think Baltimore's better. And every time Baltimore's played a good team, especially down the stretch, regular yes. season and post, they've not only beaten them, they've dominated them. Now, didn't they beat San Francisco at the end? But San Francisco did not play anybody. No, they this was when San Francisco was playing people. Or was when they, they beat had like they had an injury or two, but no, like Purdy was playing, McCaffrey was playing. Like they they were trying to win that game. This was not the last week of the year. Like San mm. Francisco had not clinched the one seed at this point. So no, both teams were playing for a lot, and Baltimore killed them. They also killed Detroit late in the season. Obviously, last week against a Houston team that had just dominated Cleveland the week prior, uh, Baltimore had no trouble with them. They won that game 34-10, to 10, I think, was the final. So, like, they have been, eye test-wise and statistic-wise, the best team in football all year, but especially in the last month. I just, man, with the issues that I've seen from KC this year, I, I'm going Baltimore. I am, and I, I, I well, don't. That's think why I'm on a winning streak, and you are not. I know. That's why I'm getting my freaking chest waxed, and that's why I have to sit in the OU side of the Cotton Bowl next year because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> that's a horrible bet, right there. So You're yeah, congrats. About what a miserable weekend for you that would mm -hmm. be. Congrats to the Chiefs on at least covering, right? Like I'm, I don't know if I could help them win the game with my pick, but I, if I'm taking Baltimore minus four, which I am, then Kansas City is way more than likely going to cover the number on Sunday, but I think it's Lamar Jackson's time, man. I really do. Uh, that guy showed me something last week in the playoffs against the Texans defense. That was very solid this season. Um, first time these two quarterbacks have played in the playoffs. This is awesome that we're finally getting Mahomes versus Lamar in the playoffs. Well, and I think you saw last week that when the Bills ran the ball successfully against Kansas City in that first half, I mean, that was, and, and Baltimore's going to do the same thing, whether it's Lamar or their I'm their 50th running back. Who the hell knows who's going to be playing running back from? They go through so many of them. Yeah. But I think they have the Edwards kid that's there. I think they'll turn, they're going to try to run it <clears throat> Spags defense, but I, I don't think they'll have as much success as the Bills did in the first half. Yeah. Spags defense, for as good as it's been in recent years, especially this year, they have struggled to uh, against running quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I think. The Chiefs have given up more rushing touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks than any team in the NFL since Steve Spagnola took over in Kansas City. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a matchup nightmare for everybody. Yes. That goes without saying. But, uh, yeah, once again, the Chiefs have not been great against mobile quarterbacks recently. So, uh, I don't know, man. I just like what the Ravens are doing defensively. They've been great with the struggles I've seen from that Chiefs offense this year. I feel like Baltimore's going to be able to get more stops than Buffalo did. And, Yeah. I don't know, Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Dalvin Cook in that Ravens backfield still, too. Yeah, uh, Kelsey will have double digits catching the ball this week. Okay. Double digit catches in this football game. He's, he's got to have uh, one of those young-looking Kelsey guys instead of the one that looks like he's been hanging out with Taylor Swift every other night, you know? It's been a while since we've seen that. Yeah, he's got to have a really, really big game. Here's some of the Ravens. Yeah, they also know that, too, the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. And look, Rasheed Rice emerging has been big for Kansas City. Yep. Because now you can't just focus all of your attention on stopping 87. Uh, they've got another weapon in that passing game. But, um, yeah, outside of those two, I mean, you know, Nicole Hardman, do you trust that guy? No, I trust him to put it on the ground. Kadarius Tony. I mean, he didn't play last week. I don't. I wouldn't play him this week. Like, 
outside of, you know, MVS is fine, but really outside of Kelsey and maybe Rasheed Rice, who's still a rookie, uh, they don't have a lot on the outside. So give me Baltimore this weekend. And then, man, I, I, like, I, I've got San Francisco winning on Sunday. The line is a lot. Yeah. That's gonna be good. That should be a good football game. That's a lot for a conference championship game, and considering the way San Francisco looked last weekend, I mean, they they needed that game-winning drive down the stretch, and obviously an interception on the final drive of the game to hold off the seven-seed Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I think they do more with their running back this week, though. Yeah, McCaffrey. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm leaning San Francisco to cover too, and, and the only reason why is too many people are picking the Lions, which sounds weird. Like, the line is moving up in San Francisco's favor, so clearly money's going in on the Niners. But it just it feels like everybody I've talked to and everybody else on Texas Sports Unfiltered outside of us is picking the Lions to cover. There are a lot of people picking. I mean, I see Gabe right now. Motot, assume that means Motor City kitties, are winning outright. Like, it feels like a lot of people are picking the Lions to win this game. Forget just cover, like, to no. win outright. And I, whenever yeah. I see... This many people on one side, it, it just, the casinos don't build themselves, man. No, that's Jared Goff will get pressure. He needs that pressure in his face. He gets that this week. Yeah, and I think pressure is the name of the game for both, right? Like if the Lions are able to pressure Brock Purdy, I mean, he looked awful last week. Now, weather shouldn't be an issue, so he shouldn't need that glove that he kind of had at times yeah. against Green Bay. So I assume he'll be better. I don't know about Debo, though. If Debo's out, that's... Ayuk uh, will have a good game. He'll be fine. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going San Francisco to cover. I feel like this game could be close, should be close, but too many people are thinking the Lions will keep it close for me to feel. Well, and they're two great victory. tight ends in that game. Yeah, I mean, George Kittle has been one of the best in the league for a while, and Sam Laporta looks like he's about to be one of the best in the league yes. for a while. That guy has had a, a fantastic rookie year. And, and I'll have to give the advantage to Laporta the way he's playing right now. Yeah, I mean, Kittle's still the better blocker, but Laporta in the past game, I mean, wow. he, and, he and Jared Goff, the, the uh, chemistry that they've built, Amonra St. Brown, Jameer Gill, the Lions are good. They're yeah. really good. Like, Yeah, they got still, they got some question marks in their secondary, and, and I think Purdy and those guys will find a way to get into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, why I think it comes down to the Lions' pass rush, right? If Hutchinson and McNeil up front. That will be a problem. And the Niners, the, the Niners' O-line outside of Trent Williams has been suspect and they got pushed around a little bit by green bay last saturday night so if the lions can win up front it's it's how every football game works whoever wins sure. up front is going to win if the lions can get pressure on brock purdy because we know he can make some mistakes now he still has those wtf yolo type throws where you're just like what what are you yeah. doing how are you a finalist for mvp and you're still making mistakes like that uh you get you get to him a little bit you've got a shot force a couple of turnovers and, and find a win on the road and get to the Super Bowl for first time. Yeah, and Jared Goff has really played really well. I mean, just if he doesn't, if he's not pressured, he will light them up. But if he is pressured, he'll have some tendencies to throw, you know, he'll get some balls batted down too. So which, look, uh, which quarterback do you feel better about in that game? Jared Goff. Yeah. I do too. I said earlier this week, if the Niners had golf, I'd pick them to win the Super Bowl. Like yeah, without for question. Sure. So I just, uh, yeah, I, I think they do have the QB edge. I think Shanahan's a better coach than Dan Campbell, but Campbell's obviously done a phenomenal job. Um, we'll see. Seven and a half feels like a lot, but yeah, that that tight end position depends on which guy gets off. If Laporte, if they can't cover him, that's a long, long day for them. 
Because I don't know how that dude gets open, but he gets open, and plus he can he can catch and run. Well, now I know what George Kittle can do. He does everything. But Laporta catches the ball, and he's a better runner than I thought he was once he catches the ball. Which guy gets off? Gets off in the game, in the game of football, not the game of life. Which guy not, goes off? Yeah, what, yeah, goes off, gets off, yeah. You're gonna get someone's gonna get off on the field. <laughs> goes off, okay. I'll start using the word "go off." That'll help you a lot. Those are just two different things. I'm not sure what I need to expect. You're the coach. I trust your football acumen. What are we going to see at Levi's? Uh, the two tight ends go off. Oh, go off. Okay. All right. You got to watch the X-rated version, I guess, for yes. the get off. Huh? Yes, the get off is the X-rated version. Yes. Goodness. Or there's right. some good tight ends playing in these in these games too. Mark Andrews may return. Yeah, and if, even if he doesn't, like Isaiah Likely, the oh, young yeah, cat yeah. from Coastal Carolina, he's That's been great right. for Baltimore. So, yeah, obviously if they get Mark Andrews back, that'd be big. He's been practicing. I don't know how close to 100% he's going to be if he does play. Um, but even if it's not him, yeah, all four teams have uh, strong tight ends who they have relied on to get here. So it's an important spot, no doubt. The security blanket for those quarterbacks, they've all been big. That's why when we talk about these these college tight ends and Sanders and Brock Bauer, I mean, people are going to take chances on some. I mean, with the success of the young tight ends in the NFL, boy, for Browers and Sanders, man, they can they they can they can make a difference in some of these NFL teams that really are starting to use their tight ends. I mean, Mel Kiper you know, has Brock Bowers going in the top five. I think that's crazy. Wow. He's really good. He's awesome. It's not a shot at Bowers, but that goes to your point, Buck, about how important that position is, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a hard cover position now because they're so talented at that position. I mean, I mean, if Philadelphia, if their guy didn't go down, you know, with that broken arm there, that broken forearm early, I mean, he was gonna, he was going to have a good year, and that may have been maybe the difference of how Jalen Hurts played. Mm. They missing him for those games, you know. He had a pretty good rapport with that. With the, you, you're watching these NFL teams have. These these quarterbacks having great rapport with these tight ends, bunch of young tight ends too. Yep, you're right. Indeed, we'll see if that helps Jatavion. You're right. Lively gets into the end zone. Lively gets into the end zone too. He seems to be almost like another wide receiver when he gets down there. Absolutely. All right. Some love uh, to some more of our sponsors. I think you've mentioned all of yours, Buck. Yeah, I did, man. Okay, I want to give a shout out to Seven uh, Eleven. Always. Yes. Was there and a of course, of oh, which comfort systems? Yep. Yeah, I thought that air conditioner may have started to kick on yesterday. So at times yesterday, when I was playing golf, the sun was out. It was gorgeous. I'm thinking, I could come back to a little air conditioning. Not so fast, my friend, because when the sun went behind the clouds or it got later in the day, it got cool in a hurry. So my heater was on, feeling good this morning here. Thank you to Woods Comfort Systems and all the wonderful things that they've been doing for, how about this, 68 years going on, 68 years of service. Yes. And they can get it done for you. If your air conditioning or your heater's jacked up and not doing right or you're having some problems with it, temperature keeps changing on you, call the folks at Wood Comfort Center. They'll get right over to you, Travis and the gang. They'll get over to your house, get it all set up, and you will be living in comfort like me, buddy. Woodscomfortsystems.com. That is the website. They also do plumbing as well. So if uh, that Taco Bell you had last night ain't sitting oh, too and well. Please hope you don't have to deal with that. I've never had to deal with a plumbing situation ever. Really? Ever. In all the homes that I've been in, I don't know what that 
with that. I hear it's just a total mess and it stays a total mess for a while, but they're doing that now. I guarantee you, if they do what they do in heating and air conditioning and their, their plumbing unit is as good, it's going to be fantastic for you. You've never dealt with any plumbing issue, not even like sink? Never, never I've never dealt with a plumbing issue. God. I've never, I've never, I've never had a, a home or where I've been that there's, you know, the garbage disposal is jacked up, any of that kind of stuff. None of that. I've never had that stuff. I've never had one of those issues. I'll knock on wood for you. That's an yeah. incredible streak. I've yeah. had that happen like everywhere I've lived. Really? I've, I've lived like one-tenth as long as you have. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Shout oh, out to man. Woods Comfort Systems. Love 7-Eleven. Love Olipop as well. Yes, they sir. They have Olipop at 7-Eleven. They also have it at Target, Walmart, ATV. Yeah, wherever you buy your groceries. If uh, you're looking for... The easiest New Year's resolution to follow this year, Olipop, is that. Because it's a soda that tastes like soda, but it's actually good for you. So I'm not telling you, like, ah, stop drinking soda. That's tough. Soda tastes good. I get it. But Olipop tastes like soda, so it tastes good. And it's also good for you. It's a game changer. Changed my life. I had sworn off soda. I eat like shit, so I'm like, I got to not drink soda. There you go. So I don't balloon up. Uh, but now I drink soda again because I drink Olipop. So I still get like getting fat, like getting blooming up, getting fat. Really? A little Mike McCarthy action over there. Come on. That guy's not, he's not fat. What is he? He's fat. No, he's, he's, he's round. He's round bottomed. And And round topped, round middled, round (laughs) everything. (laughs) Round brother. Wow. Yeah, man. He He can't survive that place. Sounds, uh, ooh, how about this comment? Buck's pipes are clogged. He needs a good snaking. No, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need that. I don't need the snake with the little eyes on it to go around and see what's in your, in your system. Never had a problem with that before. Now I'm living yes. in a new house. Hope to not have that problem either. Amen. Now hey, I've had, man. and I've been lucky with the freezing because I've gotten, you know, I've, I've got stuff. I got heaters on the, when, it, when the freeze comes, it'll be back in February. Let me just say that BK, it shall return. And you shall get rain today, later on. Sorry yeah, about you. Thanks for the day of prediction, guy. Day of prediction. There's nothing wrong with that. People expect that. Hey, Buck, is it going to rain today? Yes, it's going to rain later on today. Day of predictions aren't bad. Not much of a forecast. I need it before the day. Come on. You ch- you chose to go play Muni today. Yeah. So, uh, that's because you didn't tell me it was going to rain today. Playing golf on Friday. You don't play golf on Friday. You go drinking on Friday. You play golf during the weekday or possibly in the weekend. I don't play golf on weekends because lots of old people and women <coughs> on the golf course. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. What? <laughs> you don't play golf with women on the course? Oh, there, there are lots of them on the weekends. And if it happens to be their fat little girlfriends, oh. too bad. <laughs> no. You won't play at all? Like, I, I get it if you don't want to have one in your group, I guess. No, even... I'm fine with one in the group. I just don't there's I don't play golf on the weekends. Let's just say that. I'll leave it at that. Maybe No, you already point. said hold on. You can't back your way out of this one. Women can't play golf. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying they can't they play ruin golf. The course? Not at the place that I'm playing in that day. They, wow. there's, there's bowling. Isn't there bowling? Okay. What happened to cooking, by the way? What happened? Oh, no. <laughs> what happened to that stuff? <laughs> Whatever happened to that? Where did they, that go to? They, they can't do both. 
They have to only you cook, have, cook you and have clean. To do something well. There's things that you can pick that you can do really, really well. Oh my God! Golfing so isn't one. They don't really want to play golf. Cooking and what? Cleaning. Those are the. I ones. didn't say the word. I didn't say the word cleaning. No. It was about to be said. No, no, it was never going to be said. Wow. So no women on the course. If you pull up to a club and you see a couple of women out <laughs> there in the parking lot. In the parking lot. <laughs> Let me out of you. Is no. that the sound of you or is that the sound of them driving the golf cart? It's the sound of me getting out of there. No, I, I just don't play on the weekends. I'm not because, a weekend golf player. Because, no. of the, because of the women. Old people too. Don't forget them. Hey, not, don't leave oh, them out. So, so old women is the worst comment. No, I didn't ever. say old women. Yeah, you I'm stay inside, old. women. Don't go outside this weekend. Oh, you stay in the kitchen, all right? <laughs> God. Did I say anything about staying in the kitchen? I'm just, isn't there art? Isn't cooking an art? I just haven't, I'm, I've been doing that a, a long time myself. By the way, I'm the cook here. Oh, your wife doesn't cook? No. Does she golf? No. Does she, what does she do? Uh, don't get yourself in trouble here. No, no, she does house things. She, okay. the house is clean because of her. Oh, oh, the cleaner. Okay. Yeah, she no, has no, to do one I, of those. Well, because I'm not allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to put certain things on tops and things like that because me i just get it cleaned up no you make Certain those things. sounds while you're cleaning yeah i make all kinds of sounds yeah but i don't get to clean i don't do the vacuum i'm not allowed to mess i'm not allowed to mess with mechanical things dog I stuff know. i can go do you know i can shovel the shit out of the front yard that's my job <laughs> yeah that, that makes sense good for your wife for making you do that yeah. Oh God. Now I'll be drinking today and playing golf. There you so go. You can do both for sure. Uh, last sports thought here: Texas basketball back at it tomorrow. Yeah. In Provo, taking on BYU, a one o'clock tip off, so an afternooner between Texas and BYU. Um, BYU is fourteen and five this year, just two and four in conference play. I guess the good news for Texas is these teams have three common opponents in the Big Twelve: Baylor. Cincinnati and Texas Tech. BYU has lost to all three of those teams. Texas is two and one against those three. Obviously, the Longhorns lost to Texas Tech, but Texas beat Baylor. They went on the road and beat Cincinnati. Both close games. Both games involved game winners by the Longhorns in the final seconds. But now, three common opponents. Texas is two and one against them. BYU zero oh and three against them. I don't think um, the streak ends, brother. I think the streak continues. Okay. The bad news for Texas. Ken Palm loves BYU, man. I mean, BYU is number 21 in the country, and they've already lost this week to a very good Houston team who Texas will see on Monday. Uh, but Ken Palm is, has BYU number nine in the country in their rankings. So Ken Palm has this as an 80-72 to 72 win for BYU. ESPN and their FPI metric, or I guess it's BPI for, football, for basketball. F stands for football. There you go. Good English there, BK. Uh, ESPN gives BYU an 80% chance to win. I don't see a line yet. BYU is going to be favored. I don't know by how much, but we'll see. I mean, the metrics, the analytics say this will be a tough one for Texas, but the good news for the Longhorns, they were underdogs against uh, Oklahoma the other day, and they beat them. Uh, Ken Palm thought Baylor was going to come into Austin and beat Texas, and Texas found a win there. So Texas was slated to lose the last two, and they won last, the last, last two. Last. So maybe you should feel confident. Yeah. They'll, have, they'll, they'll come up with a sloppy loss somewhere here. But this this is one of those ones where you're playing against a good opponent. You're on the road. It's us against the world. You know, hook them this way. 
of course. We'll yeah. see the other way on the road here. And you know what that does for the Longhorns. That gets them going. So, Yeah, look, they had no problem with the hostile road environment on Tuesday. Right. They took it to Oklahoma, and they had those right. fans they leaving early. That, that wasn't one of those that took us a while to get going. They got going pretty early in that game. They did. Yeah, they did. They got a big lead. Then Oklahoma came back in the first half, and the Sooners had a lead at halftime, but Texas obviously played well. Yes. They stood every Sooner punch in the opening 20, and then Texas just took it to Oklahoma in the second half. Uh, should be a tough crowd again. This is one of those, you know, last time, I guess only time, Texas will go to BYU for basketball because this is BYU's first year in the league. So the only chance BYU fans will get to dunk on Texas in football or basketball because the football game was in Austin. Uh, BYU's got some size. They have five guys who average double figures, and they've got some length with their backcourt. So that's scary when you think of how small Tyrese Hunter and Max Acemas are. Yeah, and Taysom Hill will be in row two. Yep. A lot of, uh, if he's there, then it's over. I mean, if I'm BYU, I'm bringing Taysom Hill to the game. They just put him in the crowd, and if that's the case, I'm betting everything I've ever owned on BYU to win tomorrow. If he's in the crowd, do you think that's a win for them? If Voldemort is there, <laughs> that piece is Nah, I won't call him that. I just hate him. He ruined our lives two years in a row. He's, he's still in, ruining lives. If he's in Provo tomorrow, I don't even care if he's at the game. If he's in Provo, hell, if he's in the state of Utah tomorrow. Wow. Texas is in trouble. But we'll see. If they can make it a three-game win streak, it'd be another big resume-boosting quadrant one victory. Yeah, they need that victory. They need That's another one that they need. Like I said, there's going to be a sloppy one somewhere down here. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah, need yeah. this one. It'd be nice because Houston coming to town on Monday, even though it's in Austin, that will not be easy. That will not be easy. Speaking of no. easy, here are two guys who are always easy. That's Absolutely. A, that's a compliment, I think. We got double R. We got Wax. Boys, what's going I, on? I am known for being easy. I, yeah. I was I was the best piece in three states, though. I'll say that. But I'm easy. Ooh, best, best piece in three states. Wow. Uh, I, I have a reputation. I, 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 I know you're I, I see how infatuated you are with our Jardians lady too. <laughs> I, you know what? I just I was I was open to everybody in the field. I I didn't discriminate, I didn't leave anybody out. Everybody got playing time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Even her, she'd get playing time for sure. Everybody got playing time, Buck. There you go. Everybody what? needs love. Everybody, everybody needs, needs love, wags. Everybody needs reps, Buck. Everybody yeah. needs reps. <laughs> Not love, just reps. You gotta get reps. Take wow. her golfing. You could take her golfing. No. And, and Buck wouldn't go. No, I would I no. staying away from that. If she danced, maybe. That's Let right. Let me tell you something. Back in the day, back in my rose days, if that was one of the pole dancers, I would be there every day. <laughs> Jardius lady? Really? BK. You ever been to Hawaii? You just don't know. You haven't been there yet. You, you will at one day in your life. You will, you will investigate that, or that will come up upon you. Some dude, some, BK, you ever, BK, you ever been to Hawaii? I'm the heifer hunter. No, I have not been to Hawaii. <laughs> okay. <way. laughs> if I tell you, gentlemen, hey, uh, man, there was one night I went to a strip bar in Hawaii. What do you like? What do you think of the quality of women that I would that you think? That I might have ran into. They were, they were, uh, I'm going to say medium to large. And if it happens oh. to be their fat little girlfriends, too bad. Here. Here. Oh. Well, these, their fat little girlfriends, yeah. <laughs> um, we had two of them, two of them that were with child that were dancing on the oh, stage. Oh, no, no, yeah. Wags, yeah. no. I, I'll no. tell you the town, I'll tell you that I can't remember. I don't know if it was called, I don't know if they, 
I'm not sure if it was called Porky's, if they renamed it after that movie or not. But it had something to do with like the theme of a pig. I'm not even lying. And I, they had two pigs on. Well, that's mean. They had two ladies on stage that were pregnant dancing. And I swear to God, I, I think I'm going in for one hell of a show because it's Hawaii. You know yeah, it's one hell of a show. All right. I, yeah. I, I can tell already. Rodney, yeah. you put them all together. You might get a full set of teeth. I'm not even messing around. Like, I don't know if somebody pranked us because it was a bachelor party that we were at. And we went to this strip club and yeah. whew, two two pregnant ladies. And I swear I'm to God, guys, throw you, up. you might get a full set of teeth if you put every stripper in there together dancing. I've only been to one of those. And that was a recruiting trip that I took to, was it? No, it was East Texas. And it was something, a chicken ranch or a chicken something and i went to recruit one and and uh, it was totally it was a totally nude deal oh. and they were serving lunch and it was totally nude and the lady had a scar across roast she beef said, you like something yeah she said would you like would you like some chicken fried steak and i'm like i'm gonna pass on lunch today uh, oh. was it c-section scar yeah it was i mean it was <laughs> i went to one of those I, this is out in the middle i forget something ranch it was called Oh. The honeymoon moonlight ranch. That ranch? <laughs> Sounds more like ranch. No, no, no it, was, it was it was called the something ranch, chicken French. ranch, chicken coop or something. It was yeah. awful. Well, at least she didn't offer you the roast beef, but oh no! Thank yeah. goodness That's it was already it was already there to see. Or, or, the, or the chewed up bubble gum and the meat. <laughs> oh, my goodness, sure, I gotta go. It's always available. <laughs>